Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Saturday the 9th of April 2016. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess and Robert Kemp. Cheers. You don't need to say that every time you're drinking a beer on the podcast because that's like quite often. You could cheers us, but we don't have our own alcoholic beverages. I never got really cheers. I was about to say, I don't think I've cheersed on the cast before. I've said I'm enjoying this beer <laughs> that too. In, some, in some kind of, mm, and then gone into the great deal. Yes, you don't, that's probably the thing you don't actually need to do every time you're drinking beer on the podcast is discuss the beer. <laughs> See, there's no proper breakdown on this one about like the, the, ta- the tasting notes, so I think they're fine. <laughs> it's not quite as classy as the no, this one. hops, hops, hops. <laughs> there's none of that this time. Okay, good. Have you ever seen a field done. of hops? There must be but loads of fields of hops, right? I, but sort of. I've seen, like, it's not really a field, but they had, like, a line, a, a, quite a few lines of it at the Eden Project. Well, in Stardew Valley, it grows on a trellis, so I presume it's, yeah. it's, it's on a wire, isn't it? Yeah, the, sort of. Like, vines are. Mm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's somewhat similar, I think, to growing, like, beans, like, tall beans. Yeah. But you see, like, vineyards for wine. Well, not in Britain much, maybe in Kent. Well, but maybe you just don't realise that it's hops from a distance. Well, yeah, no, maybe, they, maybe they just look like vineyards, and you're like, oh, it's a vineyard. Well, that's what well, I mean. You don't see vineyards not, around even. I'm not 100% sure most of them are grown in this country. I think they What, the hops hot for conditions. the... Even for the British beer or whatever? Yeah. You think... Because it's a bit weird, because obviously France has lots of French wine, and it's full of vineyards, whereas Britain seems to have a lot of beer, and you don't see the hopiards, do you? <laughs> Hopiards, yeah, like a vineyard, but not <laughs> made of beer, though. So, I mean, not made of hops. <laughs> Is it like a hope yard? <laughs> the hopiard is like the land of hope. I don't know. Well, one day we'll make good beer. Hope yards, it works. Don't you sigh at me. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sighing? Is Zach sighing at your side? No, I think it was just general exhale. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> general just... exhale, right. <laughs> Just too much exhaling Why into are the you mic. Googling something. I'm googling hot palm. Why? <laughs> so where, it's oh, a mystery. There were some in there were some in Kent in the 1950s, according to Bing. Okay. Okay. Kent seems to be but, the only place where you can get like grapes growing or hops growing or whatever. It's the, like the Garden of England or whatever. The only place where it's reasonably warm-ish, vaguely. No. I think there are there might there might actually be a few hot palms in in Britain. Tonnage, wherever tonnage is. Tonnage? I think it said tonnage. There's one in Germany. <laughs> I think there's probably more than one in Germany. Thanks, Wikipedia. Uh, I think it's actually quite German, yeah. Hops are, hops are German, generally. Okay, good to know. <laughs> World Ooh. production, here we go. Wikipedia is has <laughs> well, got a special hops. segment for it. <laughs> Dear. Okay. <laughs> Temperate Brit- climates, uh, like Britain. Well, I guess, yeah. United States, quite a lot there, actually. Where all the beer comes important, from, basically. Pr- important production centers are in Hallertau in Germany, and Washington and Oregon. Uh, principal well, production Washington centers State. in the UK are Kent and Worcestershire. 
and Herefordshire. There we go. Wikipedia reading done. Boom. Done. Good and to know. China. Actually, quite a lot in China. We're quite low in the chart for hop production. But it can be done. Well, I hope so. We managed to extend this beer minute quite well. The beer minute is now over. <laughs> What's going on, guys? I got a parking ticket. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> wow. What happened? You uh, parked. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you parked in the wrong place. Ironically, you can't park at Christchurch Park. Ipswich <laughs> knowledge. Here we go. The local minute. <laughs> uh, I see. <laughs> There's no parking near Christchurch Park, and I parked there to go to Park Run. There's places around Christchurch Park you can park. Not with good restrictions. You have to park some distance away. Doesn't the side that the side nearest where the car park used to be? That's usually. If, if so this is where the car space. park used to be. I don't remember there ever being a car park. <laughs> Not at, I mean, the nearest car park, where, like, the swimming pool, basically. Crown. No, one. that side is now all metered up to hell. Oh. That used to be the side that you could park on. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be. A long well, time you ago. You could theoretically park on there if there was ever a space which there never was. <laughs> yeah. You, you had to be real lucky. <laughs> yeah, now, that entire stretch is now on a meter. Um the other side is all restricted parking for houses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that goes all the way up now, um, yep. which is where what I fell foul of, foul of today because I thought it was still a like a weekend, you know, you know, reasonable hours sort of thing, like maybe one to two hour sort of time zone. But it's not; it's all restricted parking, which is dumb because all those houses around there have friggin' driveways. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a very thin road on that side as well. A thick road on that side. Wide. <laughs> you can have the parking lane and have enough space for two cars to pass each other. It's big. It's not that big. It's big. You should have gone part of the graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> so what I need to do is to, it, what I need to do is go like half a mile further, and then there's some space. <laughs> but then you're adding an entire mile to whatever running you're doing. <laughs> it's the warm up. Like, I, everyone tells me I should do more of a warm warm up. That makes sense. Get there earlier and do a little bit more. Uh, would you actually be in your gear when you got out of your car and on the way yes. to the park? Okay, so you yeah, could yeah, do yeah. a uh, slight jog slash brisk walk to get yes. going. Something like that. That's what I should do. It's just because, you know, I doubt myself and therefore any idea of a warm-up seems like a bad idea. So I park as close as possible. <laughs> right. Yeah, you probably, yeah, probably warming up is not a bad idea. <laughs> What was a little point like like from where I usually sit to where Park Run starts is like point three miles, oh, so okay. it's like you know it's a little bit, and I've been I tend I try, I try and jog that um, okay. just to you know wake myself up a bit before doing the five k madness before Jay comes along and makes you kills me kills you. He's he's way too good a runner. Like he's quite. It was, it was quite good because, you know, having someone shouting in your ear going, come on, kick those heels and all that stuff. He was doing all the t- typical, like, you know, motivational style thing. Right, it's downhill from here, Con. It's just a little bit further. Let's get it around that thing and then we'll do quick feet up the hill uh, and then we're going to beast it down the tennis courts. It's going to be it's going to be great. We're on target. Come on, keep going. And he just keeps going, right? He just keeps saying it. And that is quite nice. Yeah, but, that's cool. You know, uh, it, it does sort of work. But at the same time, he's able to do that whilst while running, running at my pace. Yeah, well, and, and, and I'm sitting there going, barely able to get. How are you doing? How are you doing? How are you doing? Are you getting right? You ready to beast this section? I'm like basically going. <laughs> That's the closest to a word I could get out. If he's that good at running, like 
he should just leave because it's like <laughs> what do you mean? Well, it's because it's like it's not really benefic- beneficial to him any longer if he's going that slow that he's not even having to put in much it, effort. I mean, it's kind of all beneficial because you're still putting the miles. Well, yeah, in, right? I mean, sure, so yeah. <laughs> he could be doing more. He, he could be. I mean, he can he can do it in a good. Was it eight minutes faster than I can? Which, you know, you can do you can do a twenty five minute five k, and I'm at thirty four ish now. So it's just like he should just leave and then leave you alone. <laughs> yeah, well, but then I wouldn't have. Then I wouldn't have broken my PV by like a minute today. Yeah, without so, his coaching, maybe you would have. Maybe it's no, no. My, my, you all along. my willpower. No, no. My willpower is the problem. Today was getting me close to where my actual physical limits are, rather than my willpower limits. <laughs> Which are like, nope, this feels crap. <laughs> Let's yeah. go slower. No, it's, it's like I, I've, I've run out of breath. Wait, I, I need to. I need to stop. I need to stop. I need to get it. Get. I need to walk it out until I'm breathing like a normal person, and then carry on. Uh, which is what I normally do, but Jay was all like, "But again, like I'd, I'd I'd stop for like two seconds and be like, right, ready to go again.'" <laughs> it's like, "No, fucking, fucking not! Can you just hear me for a second? I'm going." <laughs> it's like, right, let's go, let's go, keep that momentum up." And it's like, my willpower isn't is, is not as strong. I don't think that's. I need, I need someone beasting. Me. I don't think that's a problem though. Well, because like, but I'm not pushing myself is the problem. Well, basically, do any of these? Does anyone really? know exactly what the best method is to improve your times over time it's like probably not no no just one more probably yeah just do it do it not you don't have to do it fast you just do it surely that's the actual answer yeah i mean there's going to come a week soon where i'm not going to improve right so i reckon i reckon i was very close to that today yeah but that's because you that's because today you were going literally as fast as you could it's like that's not going to improve immediately. You have to ratchet that up over time. You can't li- if you go that fast every week. That's not necessarily going to be the best thing. No, probably not. You're probably <laughs> right. It's it is it is a balance, right? There comes a point where you can't just beast it every week. But you know, I've done it. I've done it five times now. Not over. Not in five weeks. But I've done it five times, and I've shaved five minutes off my time so far. I, I think that's pretty good. Yes, but now you've given yourself a psychological thing where now you've beasted it this one time. Oh, yeah, yeah. This uber no, person I, best, and then you're like, I'm never going to hit that again yeah. forever. No, I think you're right. I think I think I'm going to suck for the next few weeks. It's like you should only try and beat your personal best by like a couple by of a little bit. every week. Yeah, by a, little, by a little bit. I'm screwed now. <laughs> As I say, this one just felt so bad, right? I felt so horrible at the end of it. I was like, everyone else normally goes off and has a little chat at the end of it, you know, a bit of a social and stuff. I had to take like 10 minutes out to find a bench and then just sit there go like dying for, for a really long time. And then, it's long before. It's cold. And yet, it was damp <laughs> this morning, man. It's very cold. Yeah. It's, it's damp. Roll around in the damp. <laughs> Just absorb the ground into it. I'm sure you were already quite damp by that point. I wasn't too bad. Well, it was, it was a little <laughs> bit drizzly, so it was, I would have been damp from rain, but rather than, like, muddy. <laughs> you don't like, get, like, mud particles in the air. But you don't want mud particles in the air. <laughs> no, I'm saying you don't don't get mud particles in the no, air. Like, no, you don't. I'm not a, I'm not a jockey. You're like, running directly behind someone, maybe. Well, yeah. <laughs> if it was cross country, then yeah, my my face might have been a bit bit more covered. But it's a puff, so it's fine. Anyway, running. We keep doing that thing where I said I wouldn't talk about it, but parking tickets led us down that road. Yep. Yeah. 
parks. There's no parking at the park. Is that uh, ironic? Does that work? Well, you're meant to walk around in the park, so it's yeah. like, why are you bringing your car to the park? Yeah, I know. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah, ultimately, I shouldn't, I shouldn't even be, be doing that, but, you know. I'm not, I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet. Park. Yeah, it's like three, it's like a 5k to the park. <laughs> it's not that far. So what you should do is just yeah. run to the park, cross the finish line that's there, and be like, okay, I'm done, now going home. I mean, if you wanted to, it'd be quite easy to scam like park run because they don't, they don't tag your start. Right. They only tag your end. <laughs> so it's, yeah, you could, you could just skank it. What would be the point of trying to fool them though? No, there is no benefit. It's not, it's not like it's a proper competition. No. It's like, unless you were then trying to gain entry at some like high class running club or something. Oh, so, so high you, class. You've got, to be able, you've got to be able to have a uh, an official time of of this, but uh, and it's yeah. Then maybe your park run score might count. But then why would you do that? I don't know. Why would why why? So you've got an official number on a public website to say I'm awesome, mm-hmm. so you can point people at. Maybe. Fake bragging rights. That's why people cheat in video games, right? Fake bragging rights. Because <laughs> why else would you do it otherwise? What, why? Yeah, good point. Yeah. Just to annoy people video who games. are done it, doing it, um, you know, honestly, I guess. Would you want to do that? Like, be like, oh, you that bastard is always winning. <laughs> but in the Ipswich Park Sorry. run... Like, Oh, what, just, that guy, like, he's just just called himself Cheaty McCheaterson. Or something. <laughs> he, like, turns, turns up on the public leaderboard exactly. and, like, I cheated my way around this. <laughs> uh, awesome. <laughs> my my uh, running club membership has changed this year, so I technically will get a UKA number, which means okay. I will be, I'm officially an athlete <laughs> in the official capacity. So that's your cue to laugh. <laughs> no, full-on athlete. First happy no. salad athlete. <laughs> I'm, re- I'm really not. Yeah, a salad well, athlete. E athlete. That's number. So you can do the esports. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Get your visa on the esports athlete. There probably isn't, it is. Yeah, there probably isn't a register for that, though, right? To be, they, to be they an have, I mean, they get their visas specifically because they're they have esports specific visa application now. Oh, okay, now that right. it's semi official. Yeah, I suppose you need to be able to get into Germany for some a period of time. Yeah, <laughs> if you're a league player, but I don't know if there's like an like an actual overarching board or whatever that all of them go into all the uk ones or whatever well so, well maybe that depends on what's hot in that country right so league of legends is hot in germany uh so maybe whoever runs was it oh, i forget what the lcr or something yeah whoever the governing body of the league of legends tournaments is like maybe they have they struck a deal with the german the german the german government the german government <laughs> the german government <laughs> <laughs> to do that but maybe if you're trying to play Dota and you need to go somewhere else the Germans have nothing to do with Dota so maybe they don't know I, well, don't I thought know. it was the other way around it's like the, the British government dis- like at some point decided that esports was enough of an official thing that people representing the country can get the same benefits as actual athletes it's not I don't think that's how visas work, right? The receiving company, company, country has to. Yeah, but they have to be like backed by the 
you know, you have to have oh, yeah, people in the or, 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 originating country. Yeah, I guess. Originating. You need someone to vouch for you, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, to say, this is legit. Yeah. <laughs> Please let them into your country. <laughs> yeah, esports. We ended up watching a... Um, was it, it was filmed last year, I think. Like, or so, At least quite a while ago. Yeah. Uh, well, of course it was because it was a TV program, so it was probably filmed much longer. Ago oh yeah, no, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. Fil- yeah, it would have been filmed around game. It was filmed around Gamescom last year, um, but you know, aired some time ago. Now we just got around to watching it, and it was, it was called Super Gamers on BBC Three, and it followed esports kids. That sounds rubbish. Uh, was it good? Was it interesting? You know what? It was actually not too bad. You know, oh, by cool. the usual standard of TV, video game, documentary. Mm. It actually kind of it did it, it was actually kind of okay. It did the trick of like actually of trying to narrow down its focus and following a few people. In, oh, that's cool! Yeah, this, in the in, the, in the, and what their lives are currently like. You know, I don't think it necessarily covered everything um, about, but it, it it was a pretty good insight to what these pro gamers go through. You know, what their routine. Who is, was it that did that little documentary about the like the South Korean? Um, Starcraft people. Did Giant Bomb do a little documentary at some point? Somebody made it for them. I can't remember. Do you remember that? I don't know. Well, and it was it, like they were working. You know, they. they do Giant they, Bomb usually do stuff? No, like no, that? it wasn't. You know? It's not their normal type of thing at all. I just remember it being associated with them somehow. And maybe it was two player productions or something. I don't know. But anyway, there was. That know, sounds they, like more likely. It would probably be them for Penny Arcade or something. Yeah, like that. maybe. When, when it, PATV was a thing. I mean, it was really cool because it was. Um, you know, they were. The teams had their own dormitory, basically, and they slept in shifts and just played StarCraft yeah. and stuff like that. And they had a big yeah. rice cooker, basically. <laughs> and that was their life. <laughs> we eat nothing but rice cooker. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty crazy. Anyway, yeah. That's yeah, cool. it's like they were saying, like, none of them none of them really go out and drink and do stuff like that. And it's because... Because they can't really, and it's, but the other thing is like it's it's like this is the the day shift, right? Because like because they're basically still student age, effectively, yeah. they live at student time scales. So they like wake up in like one in the afternoon and stuff, and then play to like midnight, and that's their working day. Right, is like as soon as they wake up till midnight, and then they get free time, as they described it. It's like from midnight onwards. Hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Why not? Why not just do it? Normal I suppose times. not every team has to operate at that, that on that schedule, but do it normal times. What's wrong with that? Everyone knows that you play on the American schedule. That's just how you get the maximum number of people to play against. Yeah, that's probably that's true. true. Yeah, that's what happened to me. Yeah, <laughs> and also are, yeah, yeah. That, would, that would that would match up, right? Because they'd be nine hours behind to Germany. Yeah. It's for me, on it, the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, this probably doesn't factor into esports at all. But for me, it just always feels more natural playing a game. You know, when it's a bit darker outside or whatever. Like in the <laughs> evening, makes more sense. <laughs> like during the day, it's a bit weird. Like, um, it's fine, but you know, I don't know. There's something depends about on, it. Depends what you're playing. Yeah, like yeah. I, maybe that's true of a multiplayer game, right? If you're yeah. Although in fairness, I I I've spent most of my Splatoon time in the middle of the day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that, that is that, the other. That is the other reason why it's like you can't really start playing multiplayer games until like five when other people get home. <laughs> and I guess there's less less interruption, right? Once everyone's fooded, yeah, yes, they'd like yeah. had their had their evening meal. Although that wouldn't work out for these guys, right? They they'd like evening meal would probably be at one in the morning. But... <laughs> you, that, no, that, that's like my schedule, isn't it? You have breakfast <laughs> yeah. at lunch, 
effectively lunch and dinner and then you eat something about midnight or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that. Cheese and crackers. Is that your schedule, Zeg? What what do you eat at, at lunchtime? Do you actually have like a, a breakfasty type meal, like of like well, yeah, cereal? I have breakfast when I wake up. Oh, right, okay. <laughs> but that's at like one one p.m. or something. Yeah, whatever. Can't use <clears throat> So you don't feel like oh, it's, it's despite me only just having woken up, it's technically lunchtime. I should have a sandwich or something. Well, I'm, I'm effectively having a sandwich anyway because I'm eating toast. <laughs> So it's basically the same. Sorry, a very <laughs> brief interruption about my my band just decided to tell me I'd uh, completed my calorie goal for the day. But the calorie goal, like like the the language it uses for the calorie goal, is really strange. Like previously, I've seen it go sweetness, like but and and spell it out really long, like sweetness. And this one was even more ridiculous to the point where the long word didn't fit on one line, and it just basically said goal. Okay, sweet. You met your calorie goal. Why? Why? Why do that? Like, why don't just say congrats? Because it's funnier. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's like more the, Alan the step Patrick goal style. one. The step goal one is normal. It goes, yeah, congratulations, you met your step goal. It's like the calorie goal is the is the insane one. Right. Maybe no one hits that goal very often, so they like the writers get away with putting something stupid in there. Anyway, sorry. The Microsoft band. Yeah, it's cool. It's still a cool thing. So, uh, so what's your what's your your lunchtime food is like sausage stuff. <laughs> Whatever's for dinner. Yeah. What, what kind of is your dinner these days? Like, I'm just whatever there this. is. <laughs> whatever there. Well, yeah, but what what kind of stuff is that? Like, I don't know. So, so I, I think I'm starting to like the trouble is that I don't like very many different things. No. <laughs> but I also know that much. I, I also don't like having the same thing too much. Which is a really <laughs> difficult a problem. to be in. <laughs> but don't you like cheese and crackers like every night? Well cheese sandwich. Oh no the, yeah, the, was it the, the the lazy toasted cheese sandwich? Yeah, exactly. yeah. Cheese has got that a lot of you know stuff in it, like protein and shit or whatever. It's obviously it's not good for you in large quantities, but like No, it's like Keep you going, won't it? Fat. Yeah, yeah, it's but like, that's what you need if you don't eat anything, right? I guess, yeah. But it's just like too many times. It's just like when when it's something with rice, and it's just like fucking rice. Oh yeah, rice. I'm really but getting done with rice. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I had I absolutely had that as a kid. My mum would like cook too much stuff rice. with rice all the friggin' time, like bad curries. Like just <laughs> well, in your case, yes, bad curries. They were just. They were I just, have experienced. The curries that occur at your house. <laughs> oh, what, in, in Needham? Like, yeah, at some oh, point. Oh, man. Okay, I was I definitely there that. for a dinner. Yeah, sorry, Mum, they weren't great. And I got really fed up of just, just the plainest of rice, right? Even if you slathered it in that curry sauce, it's just something about it was just the plainest of rice. And I, I just, like, boycotted rice, rice for ages. Yeah. But for, for, like, a decade, pretty much. Like, whenever I made a curry, I would make a noodle curry instead or something like that. Right. It's only... It's only it can be really recently. nice, obviously, but not. Yeah, you know, it can get, be. Like take out from rice this is fine. Away. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, like eating out curry rice is fine. But the thing that I never get tired of for some reason is pasta. Like I get tired. Yeah, of rice. I was about to say it's like yeah. I, 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 I probably have pasta uh, probably at least as much as rice. Though not, I don't think I get bored of that. I think I get yeah. less bored of pasta, <laughs> but I do get bored of it. Like it has to be like really saucy and I think like, it's super, just like there's the, weird, the stuff yeah. around the pasta has to be extra tasty. The pasta itself isn't the problem. No. I think it's just because there's some kind of like 
there's there is some kind of taste to pasta. Yeah, there I mean, is. The rice yeah. can be incredibly bland if mm. it's just bland. <laughs> I mean, you can have bad pasta for sure, but it's le- it's harder to do to make bad. Like, I don't, I don't like you like can microwave pen. pasta in a microwave meal, and it tastes fine. Like not amazing, but especially if you just have pasta like without a sauce, though. That's that's real. No, no, real. no. But no, it does that. That is so dumb. It's like even if you have like some of those, uh, like, I think it's tortellini sort of type stuff. Like, right. well, that, I don't unless like you those. unless you sauce that. Or no, yeah, I don't like, like meat sauce or something. I don't like meat tortellini or meat ravioli because the meat no. in them just tastes like. No, food. I never like that. Like, it's I just, never like the the, the, well, the kind the of packaged. Well, that they sometimes have any kind of like yeah parcel pasta that keeps the stuff inside of any kind i don't like oh I, no it's it's fine if you get the ones that are like vegetable based like like a like spinach, and spinach or something or, something, yeah. or, or, yeah. or yeah. one that's just full of cheese or even mushroom <laughs> yeah or I'd, ones I'd that ra- are just full of cheese there's a garlic one that's quite nice um, I don't, but, i'd rather just have it in the sauce what's the deal with putting it inside the pasta it's weird it means you don't have to it's solid. sauce out of a pan <laughs> but you're there and yeah, it's solid but you're sp- I, we do have it so we cook the tortellini and then we'll put a sauce on it so it's like it's a, it's a sauceellini yeah you want to put some tomatoes i like t- tomato sauce to be involved in some fashion i mean i quite like the creamy ones but i i yeah. most 90 percent of the time i go for the tomato based ones nah, i'm on the cream side i don't like yeah, yeah. i like tomato sauces but i don't like tomato sauces that have giant lumps of tomato in yeah and i'm okay with that <laughs> a lot of people are weird and don't I like I like the tomatoes all around, but some people they can't have cut up tomatoes or whatever. Or yeah, no, 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 like that. Yeah, no, no, like like tomato. tomatoes, really. Yeah, both <laughs> the same. She can't have tomatoes as tomatoes. I really like raw, raw you... tomatoes in like salads and and bruschetta or whatever. It's so nice. Yeah, I'm definitely not against that. I, I think like she won't have uh, cherry tomatoes because of the sort of popping sensation. <laughs> well, and because you could that can go horribly wrong and just go everywhere if you do it badly. You've got to have your mouth closed. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But spray. that also means you basically have to eat them in one hit, one shot. Yeah, basically. yeah. But that's what's good. And even then, that can still. The first yeah, bite could be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, and cutting them up could be a messy affair. Yeah, as well. Well, yeah, tomato juice gets fucking everywhere. Yeah, the little, little, little tomatoes because the they're just full of juice. Yeah, the little pips go everywhere, and they will just you make a little tomato bath. Yeah, exactly. Cutting That's not great. <sighs> That's more so, washing up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, so you basically have boring rice and rice meals sometimes. Also, I'm. I think I've got to the point where I'm also <laughs> like I need to. Declare my my t- need to take a break from just liver. <laughs> liver? Oh, you eat liver? Well, it's liver and onions or whatever. You know, it's like liver oh, wow. with a sauce and onions. And it's just like, I, I, that's fine sometimes, but when it's just like, if you've had it too often, it's just like, this liver is really starting to... I couldn't tell you what that tastes like, right? No. My, only, like, <laughs> my only exposure to liver it tastes is like... liver. Like, <laughs> that's what it tastes like. Do you mean, I don't know what that is. Like Does it taste like blood? Or like, what, what is that? Like, I don't know. Is it... It's just a weird taste of meat. Because like, obviously they make a lot of pate and terrines out of chicken yeah. liver and stuff like that. But... Duck liver and stuff. Yeah. I've no, no idea. I don't think I've ever had I really like pates anything. and stuff, but I don't think that's what liver tastes like when you have it liver and onion stuff. No. Uh, I mean, it's fine. It's just like, the... when it's just... When liver is like the only meat, and that is li- basically the only thing, that's like the only constituent of that meal. I mean, but sometimes, literally, it's like you can have potatoes maybe with it or something. So, does your family like do butcher runs? No. Like to get the livers? No, it's just like store, standard store bought. You, you can get store bought livers? 
Yes. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> you've never yeah. seen that. It's not like a whole <laughs> liver. It's cut up, I reckon. Well, you, can get a, you can get a significant chunk of a liver if not yeah. a whole one, because a whole liver is quite fucking large. Yeah. All I, like, I go in the poultry section and all you get is like bits of chicken. Well, you don't get chicken over that much. Oh, okay. Yeah. Normally, like, lamb. Oh, you see, I'm not a lamb person, so I don't normally check out the lamb section. Maybe it's there. You want the... Because that's the thing about livers, obviously, is, like, you want them when they haven't been exposed to a whole shit ton of toxins over the long life of an animal. And he goes, let me tell you the thing about livers. <laughs> Right, you don't want oh, okay. an, an old alcoholic uh, sheep's yeah, liver. Exactly. You want a lamb's liver. <laughs> right, okay. You don't want the smoker's liver. Uh, well, I don't know if smoking necessarily has that much impact on liver. Probably still does. Smoking oh, affects everything. At some point. But yeah, it's just like large quantities of liver. It's fine that when you start off, but by the time you're getting to the end of it, it's like, I've really had enough of this. Mm. <laughs> and that's why you. Also, my other trouble is I just don't like large quantities of sauce, really. And in the liver situation, the sauce is what's what makes covering it good. the liver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You see, you see I'm, again, I'm exactly opposite. I love covering sauce. Yeah, me Cover too. Covering that sauce. More sauce. Like I don't a, like dry yeah. things. I'm really bad with dry food. I mean, um, there are certain things where I'm a bit different. Like, if I'm having a chicken burger, I like that to be quite dry and crispy. Sure. Like, if I'm having a... But you want freaking mayonnaise on it or something, don't you? I don't know. Yeah. Or some why kind I, I, well, salsa actually, sauce or shit. Actually, I tend to just use, like, spread, like, flora. Just, like, you know... You just put a, butter on it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not really butter. It's no, that makes it even worse. It's, it's low-fat spread. <laughs> you know, you know I, that, that juices up enough if you do it the right... If you get the right timings, you put it on your bun, and then when you put your chicken on it, like, it melts it a little bit. My actual like, problem that's, that's is nice. with with sauce is made, is not actually a problem with sauce. It's a problem with, like, liquid. Because it's just like... <laughs> I don't drink properly... Water. Jesus Christ, properly drain pasta and rice. Don't leave it in a pool of, like, literal water. Yeah, you know, I'm with you there. That Definitely. sucks. Yeah. On the yeah, plate. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's true. No, that's, yeah. that's wrong. Yeah. You have to really, really shake it down. Make yeah. sure you get as much moisture off it before you're putting it on the plate as possible. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. And that's why I also don't like stuff like bolognese and stuff because it's just like that's ninety percent water essentially. It can go quite yeah, bolognese no, can go quite right. juicy. Yeah, the trick to bolognese is to do it, cook it low and slow. Yeah, you have to get a lot of the water out and just leave sauce, and then it's better. But no, yeah. it's too much water, and then you're already putting it on top of something which already is also containing water. Also helps if you the leaner the mints you use in a bolognese because you get less fat just coming out, which forms some of the fluid and. We should do a podcast before we keep talking about food and then cookery. Because yeah. <laughs> it's already three, six, seven o'clock. Cool, pizza. Oh, by That's the way, time would be <laughs> you know that ideas channel thing I showed you. I can't remember what did we watch the, oh, YouTube, the YouTube poop, poop. one. Poop. Yeah, where the guy yeah. who's like quite annoying, <laughs> even though because he, he's super enthusiastic um and and talks like really really fast he did he did an episode last week on pizza so i recommend watching that oh yeah, yeah okay no don't watch that You'll, you don't want to know <laughs> do i not want to know dan do no. i not want to know is it negative on the pizza or is it, no of course is, not of course it's not negative it's pizza affirming 
Yeah, like the last one wasn't negative. Well, don't watch that watched. either. That's, you don't need more. You don't need more reasons to eat pizza. <laughs> just because I don't need it doesn't mean I don't enjoy it. It's just interesting. It's like history of pizza, basically, or whatever stuff like that. Yeah, that's that. Right. And the different <laughs> kinds and like American kinds and stuff. The idea of making a pizza is quite good. Here's an idea. Whether, yep. Pizza. Here's an idea. Cheese on bread. Exactly. Boom. Fucking A. <laughs> it works. Cheese on most things work. Most things. There's probably more things that cheese works on that doesn't work on in food lead. Are you just yes. checking my, my facts? <laughs> yeah, just checking that. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Trying to build a mental picture. Like desserts. It, well, it's yeah, in a weird even way. Even in dessert land, yeah. there's like cream cheese and stuff like that. Dessert land is like part of food cake. land, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's just a part. Yeah. Different, different area of food. Well, I'm not sure cheese on your Frosties is a good, is a good idea. No. I mean, there's definitely no. exceptions. <laughs> But who wants to eat any kind of stuff that doesn't go well with cheese? (laughs) Occasionally, you do need a break from cheese. I'm sorry, cheese. Fair enough. Every now and then, it's quite quite heavy. Cheese is quite heavy. Indeed. Even Philadelphia. Where your cream cheeses? What's going on? Uh, Not a lot. I don't know. Is this a podcast about video games? I don't know. A little bit. We talked about esports. I don't know what else is going on. We've done all the kitchen bitching. Um, to some extent, talking about... Oh, no, wait, what, wait, wait. What actually, 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 I should have segued way better than this. I've got some pizza news. Pizza news. He nearly knocked over the microphone. That was well close. Okay. <laughs> you fell on your ass. Yeah, I didn't do it. Check this out, right? All right. Okay, Zach can see this, but no, I'm going to try and explain what this is. We got, <laughs> don't, what is there to explain? That's wait, not a complicated concept. It's pretty ridiculous. Like... Pizza Gogo has sent through a leaflet through my door advertising the £500 gold pizza, which is a pizza. Which means they've just put gold leaf in there. Yeah, they basically they've covered it in. What? Now, is it normally 23 carat? Like, is 23 carat a thing? Should it be like 24 carat? Or... Well, 24 would be too expensive. That's, I guess, why, that's yeah. why it's 23. 23 carat gold flakes on the crust. Um, white truffle oil, and then it's a caviar lobster and fantail prawn pizza. That sounds horrible. The image that they've got on here oh, just yeah, shows yeah. a fucking lobster claw in the middle of the pizza, which I really <laughs> hope is not how that works. Yeah, <laughs> a bit of me hopes it's just like the lobster is just sat square in the thing. Writhing around in the middle of the pizza. You don't have to deal with it. Um, so, but it gets, it gets crazier. Like, so the 500 gold pizza bundle includes... The pizza, yeah. which you know you'd sort of expect, a red carpet delivery, which I don't know how quite that would work with a limo well, pull up outside and like roll out, red carpet, and roll yeah. the carpet, roll yeah. uh, and then you get a butler <laughs> to what, serve your night? pizza to you. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it presumably the butler just comes in the car with the carpet and does the up to the door part and then leaves. I would guess it says butler service of the pizza at your location. I would want if I'm getting a butler. I want him like, to put it on my plate and well, yeah, slice you it in front of me. your house and put and, it right down. But and, that's depend- not- <laughs> and some of this depends on how that lobster element is included here. Does the butler deal with the lobster? Like- <laughs> <laughs> lobster <laughs> butler. If you're having to cook the pizza with the lobster on it, then the lobster's already done. There's not- 
you're not dealing with it at that point. And you want to also have to make sure you order three days in advance. <laughs> okay. Presumably so they can organise a butler. Well, all the gold. What, you can't just do it on a whim when you're drunk? That's no good. No. No one's ever going to get it. <laughs> have to anticipate being stupid enough to want to buy that three days in so advance. So I me wondered... I did seriously wonder if this was an April Fool's joke, but it arrived a week late. <laughs> you know, it was hand-delivered a week late. Right, for so, April Fool's, yeah. <laughs> so, bloody hell, that's the, the weird thing. Does gold actually have a flavour? No. Right, because it's probably like, kind of tastes metally, I would imagine. <laughs> metally. <laughs> yeah, it's in that drink, isn't it? Or whatever, the one that's in Grimm's It's in, it's in Goldschlager. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when it's mixed into a drink, that's probably not going to be noticeable. But when it's actually like on a pizza crust and yeah. it's like on the crust, yeah, like with the gu- where the garlic sort of seasoning would normally be, yeah, and it's just like it's basically on a bit of bread at that point, so you, you theoretically should be able to taste it, <laughs> assuming it has much of a taste. Assuming it has a taste, yeah, that's. I don't think it makes I mean, for the best pizza topic. I would have thought. I bet gold tastes like money. <laughs> Well, money I don't know, money tastes like paper, doesn't it? Or metal, I don't know, have you ever sucked a coin? Well, coins are different because they're copper and that's a specific no, plane really well. right, Yeah, What you need to do is get the three and a half mil jack, gold-plated jack from your expensive pair of headphones and just, you know, suck on that for a while. <laughs> and then you've probably got an idea of the extra flavour that's being added to your pizza. Top tip. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think <laughs> gold probably doesn't taste very much of metal. It probably tastes of metal. Because it's like iron... It just tastes cold. Iron and copper are like quite strong-tasting for metals. Yeah. Yeah, you can definitely taste iron. Iron has a very specific layer. Do well, you I actually taste the iron or the oxidant on the or the, for, mm. the oxide layer that forms on the iron or something? Good question. Well, I was yeah. wondering whether like the main reason... I wonder if the reason that, that we think iron and copper taste strongly is because it's a thing that sometimes occurs in the body, so you sort of naturally know that taste. Right, like... What blood tastes like. Yeah, like blood yeah. tastes irony because it's got iron in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And copper is less common for, like, just existing in your body, but it does. So, so there, the gold there you go. I thought, I, thought, I thought you'd want to know. <laughs> Exciting times. <laughs> we, we are entering a new era of high-class pizzas. I don't think that's a new era. That's quite that's, putting gold on shit. It's like that's five years ago at this point. Oh, what you actually reckon? Like the white truffle oil, the caviar, and the lobster vantel prawns is nothing, but putting gold on it makes it the only way is Essex of pizzas, or is it like the vajazzle of pizzas? Yeah, yeah, it sounds like it to me. <laughs> Putting, putting gold in shit is well old at this point. <laughs> well old, it's so last year. I mean, that, that's why it's now happening at a fucking pizza restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> well, gold is so blasé. Yeah, exactly. They should be making it out of platinum. Yeah, if you want them. There's way more expensive things than gold you can mix into shit. It's just because gold <laughs> is a classic. You can put platinum in there, you can put gold... Um, I'm trying to think of one of the other stupid rare metals that you can put in there. Palladium or something. <laughs> Uranium. <laughs> I don't think you want to eat that pizza. This is the exclusive plutonium murder pizza. 
Polonium 210. I guess technically that is the other reason that you use gold for this because gold is hella inert. Yeah. So <laughs> gonna... You probably wouldn't want to eat most other heavy, like rare metals. Lead. Yeah. <laughs> Lead pizza would not be good. <laughs> you want the pizza? It would be all expensive. You put 90 units on it. <laughs> News! News. Uh, I'm calling I'm it. Guys, I put my stupid um, first GitHub project or whatever up. So oh, check that out. Snap. Give it a star or whatever. So like a grid layout library thing. So you use it for your websites or your games maybe if you make a game with HTML. I don't know. And what is this called? It's called... I named it after a Simpsons joke. So it is called React Stonecutter. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> stone cutter. Stone cutter. Because it's like because... quite similar to an existing thing called masonry. Don't know if you've come across oh, that. I see. So I was like masonry, Freemasons, stone cutters. Stone... <laughs> yeah. I see what you did there. And I got Amit to make me a logo which is like the React logo, but with the stone cutter logo in the middle of it, which is like <laughs> so, so that's quite good in the colours. And Can I so, click a button anywhere on the grid and have it go bum 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 Well, in the Easter eggs in this thing. Well, in the demo version that you can look at, all of the content is the song with the lyrics to the song from the Stonecutters, so you can sing along to that. And so I put it up on Sunday, and as of this moment, I have two hundred and forty-nine stars. So I'm hoping to get to 250 before the end of the podcast. Come on. <laughs> yes. We so, do. We do. We do. So that was kind of fun. News. Did this come out of work? I'm assuming. Did they let you just like... No, no. I oh, did yeah, that's fine. Put it up. No, it's a personal project thing. So I've been doing it for like three months or something. That What's that's happening how long... to you? That's <laughs> well, where that game time should be. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like um, it would have been a lot shorter if I'd been able to work on it actually full time. It probably would have taken like a week or something instead. It's taken bloody ages. Anyway, never mind. Finally, it is done. And I won't be doing any more for a while. Well, maybe I will. It depends if people start using it and being like, oh, this is busted. You've got to fix it. I'll be like, mm, okay. But it was kind of funny because I put it on Reddit and that seemed to work. Like I put it on the React.js subreddit. And then the next day, it somebody on Twitter that ran a channel about or whatever a Twitter feed about React took a video of the demo and put it in a tweet, and then that guy had like twelve thousand followers or whatever, and then somebody else from had another news feed and retweeted it as well, and I think that's where they mostly came from. So first day was Reddit, and then the second day was Twitter apparently. So it's really? kind of interesting, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But now, but should now, I, because... should I should I use it? Is the is the question? Oh well, on my next web project that you know I, I don't do, but you know, <laughs> well, if you did, I mean, the thing is, it's a library for React, so you'd have to use React. But um, yeah, totally. But, that, but React seems cool, so that's fine. Yeah, well, go for it, man. Uh, give me some pull requests or whatever. I've never had one of those, or 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 like open an issue or some shit. Yes. Google it. Go forth and Google if you want some kind of fancy grid layout with some stupid animations. Um, and, and I especially recommend you you check out 
if you go to the demo, change the stupid enter exit style to newspaper. Because in the simple style, like when the new item appears, it fades in and it scales from, you know, infinitely small to full size, right? So it, you get it, right? So it, so it like appears that way. So it scales up and fades in. But you can change that. So I made one stupid one where it goes from being like rotated 720 degrees. So when it comes in, it looks like a stupid spinning newspaper. Oh, I see. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, check that out if you want dull animations in your projects. And and uh, and it's also powered uh, by like. So there's two animation modes. One is CSS, normal CSS transitions, but the other is React Motion, which uses like a physical JavaScript simulation of a spring. So you can make it really springy. If you turn down like the, if you turn up the stiffness and turn down the damping, you can make it go boing, 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 boing <laughs> in a really hilarious oh, yeah, so manner. I've seen those. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, fun times. Check it out. Whoop. Now, news. Fucking regular news, lad. What is going okay. on? Hey, hey. Most my turn for a shameless plug. Like I got, I got a retweet from like Radio Sega, and for a second I thought this was like a like a proper thing, like Sega affiliated, and it's like of course no, not. No, what no, are you talking about? No, it's like radio well, no, it's, Sega. Not, no, it's not even close. It's like a uh, like a student radio show, but still retweets. You want to get on? Um, I don't remember what that fucking Sonic radio station that I used to listen to over the internet was called. Probably Sonic Radio. <laughs> Probably. Well, is it an old shoutcast thing? Or before shoutcasting became the name for yeah, exactly. For it was it was, it was it was so old that it was like before anyone had a name for what they were doing. Yeah, <laughs> I used to listen to that all the time in the incredibly shitty quality. It was real weird. bad. It was a cool idea. Shapes like the whole concept of the like the whole shoutcast sort of directory, I guess. You could just go into it and go, like, what do I listen to? Well, I listen to some metal. Well, here are all the stations that are playing metal right now. Or in my case, you had the entirety the of my radio internet list of that Sonic show and Eve Radio. <laughs> yeah. Shoutcast. Not what you should call... E- esports commentators shouldn't be called shoutcasters. That's a stupid name. They're just esports commentators. What is wrong yeah, with that? that's fine. Why give them a name? They're no different from anyone else. They're just commentators. They should be commentators. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't improve on that. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was that bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. So shocking. We'll <laughs> <All> commentators. Put <laughs> the E at the end. Narrators? No, you don't really narrate a game, I guess. No, I don't know. React. They're reactors. <laughs> Game reactors. Esports re readers. I changed it from commentators to just have them be comment- commenters. Commenters. <laughs> Commentees. Commentees. Yes, that's fun. Comment dash E. <laughs> you're a comment- Com- comment- then you're a commenteer. <laughs> like a nunchuckateer. You can be a commenteer. Really? Command my comments. Correction's gone. There we go. This is this isn't really a, a proper correction, <laughs> by the way. This is this is this is this is a dumb one. Correction's we gone. we incorrectly stated that the um those pictures of the original NX can of, of the original the NX controller, like the ones where you see it on a desk and some and stuff, that they were photoshopped in place. It's like they weren't. 
That's someone 3D printed the model. Yeah, that's why they, those photoshops were too that's good. Well, they had to be physical objects. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, yeah. But they probably still had to do some photoshop on it. Oh, yeah. Presumably probably, yeah. a 3D printed model wouldn't have looked that good. No, it would have given <laughs> yeah. them a very good... It would have given the perfect, like... Lighting. Um, yeah, exactly, yeah. In fact, it, arguably, it would have been, like... I don't know how they did it, but they could have, like... You could basically 3D print a green screen object. It's like, as long as it's all one solid colour, that gives you a lighting reference, but no <laughs> textures, and then you can just slap the textures on it. I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I suppose, like... Uh, yeah, perhaps, like... Because you have both the model and the the thing, yeah. you can you can yeah use the lighting of the real world, but just like yeah, slap a texture on the model you've put in place. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I do wonder. I I, I kind of want to know how far they went with this. Let's show us how you did it. Show us how you did it. Did you live stream that shit? <laughs> I, well, presumably they didn't live stream, or otherwise everyone would have known it was fake immediately. Yeah, the creation of hoaxes is almost <laughs> as interesting as the hoax itself. Except not really. Like when they did, when like, here's how we make crop circles. You walk around with a plank. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Mystery solved. Uh, Video game journalism news. Uh, Defy Media closes more stuff. (laughs) Well, yes. Uh, They basically closed one of the major offices for The Escapist. Um, Right. This isn't, The Escapist isn't dying. Does anyone read The Escapist apart from. Zero punctuation. No, not anymore. Since they culled most of its, you know, Good noteworthy stuff. Channels. Yeah, yeah. You know, movie Bob. Shout out. Uh, you know, he used to be a big player in the Escapist land for me. Bob still follow still follow his stuff. Screw Attack picked him up to do some of his old shows, but with new names because you know, <laughs> Defy Media like to hold on to the names of shows for some reason, as we're discovering through. Uh, is it game trailers and the new Easy Ally stuff? The new Easy Ally stuff isn't bad, by the way. Their podcast mm-hmm. files the same, follows the same format that it always used to, and the old review style is back. So they did a, they did a review of Quantum Break recently. It's worth a watch. Uh, yeah, game trailers. Not game trailers, but Easy Allies. They're still good. Check them out. Everything's fine, guys. Everything's fine. Uh... So yeah, that was all I got. I don't know what that means for the Escapist, but yeah, you're right. No one really follows it because like, didn't the Escapist used to like host things? Oh no, Destructoid used to host a Hey Ash, but they used to host um, what the Loading Ready Loading Ready Run guys, yeah, um, the movie until they moved movie. on to their own thing. And well, I don't know if they got cold or if they decided to leave. I don't know what the situation with them was, but it's been the breeding ground of a lot of important people. <laughs> as it were <laughs> not yeah. literally like a lot of important people go there to breed let's let's say noteworthy people in the video games journalism sphere kind of came from the escapist so you know defy being defy and closing everything but smosh <laughs> fuck smosh anyway uh call of duty we know there's one coming <laughs> There's always a bloody call. Say that without any news applied at all. No, but uh, it is heavily, heavily rumoured that Infinity Ward are ditching um, ghosts. You know, they're not going to make a sequel to Ghosts. Well, clearly that one was bad. Yeah, Um, but 
They They're going, doubling down on probably the dumbest aspect of ghosts. The intelligent fish, it, right? Full on. No, no, no not the I'm going to double down on that. <laughs> that was the dumbest. Actually, Nemo or something. But, but you, know what, you know what? The intelligent fish. You know what? The intelligent fish might actually be the crux of this story because they're okay. going full on sci-fi. <laughs> In their own words, full on sci-fi. Right, like Moonraker. Um, the well, wait, wait, I say their own. I say their own words, but you know the sort of the rumored phrase to have described it said full on sci-fi. We always said that they should. Yeah, I'm. Should they? they got, I mean, they've they've been skating the area of that right for for years with yeah, Black Ops, have. like Black Ops Two and Black Ops Three and Advanced Warfare were all very close to that, but still, they kept it near future, right? So yeah. it's like here's where, and in some respects, they made it believable in that respect. I'm kind of. I'm, I'm actually quite excited to see what they do with this if they're just let off the rails. I'm still not 100% that you know the Infinity Ward of today is not necessarily Infinity Ward of before, but I really hope they go in such a different direction with this. Well, the question is, like, like how it, I want them to go bonkers. With a sci-fi thing, the two important things are, like, firstly, do they have anyone there that knows how to write sci-fi? <laughs> They're Infinity World. They could probably an activism. They could probably hire. Yeah, someone. I mean that's sure, but they still need to do it. Yeah, yeah <laughs> you yeah. can't use the same people who just write modern warfare stuff. No, you're right. I think they'll have to go all in on this. They can't just write like a a globe trotting military shooter, but on a different planet <laughs> with, yeah. with lasers. And that that leads into the other problem of like you need to make guns that aren't just guns, but with lasers coming out of them. <laughs> Because it's like, you can't just have, here's a machine yeah. gun, but it just shoots lasers. But they I don't, the that's the thing, like Halo or whatever just uses normal guns, doesn't it, or whatever. Well, well for it, one team, yeah, sure. That's what I was saying, yeah. In, yeah, in some respect, the human, yeah, human technology has progressed in a somewhat, somewhat close to home fashion, right? Like, other than, like, spaceships and stuff, and how those all function, and maybe the AI side of it. The guns and the weaponry side of it has all stayed fairly grounded. And that makes the humans somewhat relatable and the aliens alien, right? Yeah. They, they do that very much on purpose. Sure. Um, I'm not saying I want to see any of that in Call of Duty. I want them to go like all the way. Like, well, or, even Mass or, Effect, right? Stays, like, their guns are using like not ammo, yeah. but they're still guns, right? Well, it's because yeah. it's just like you can still get away with it assuming you do have alternatives. Not every. It's like that's why Halo has the other, like the Covenant guns, because they're the alternative to the regular boring guns, and you know that's why you want them. Mm. But you don't just want a gun that's like here's the regular boring gun. It's just a really advanced rifle and it still shoots bullets. And then here's the gun that's basically exactly the same except for it shoots lasers. That's not good enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And in some respects, you're right. Halo has ended up being that to some degree. Like you know, because the Covenant. Have always have an equivalent gun now of the humans. Yeah. They have slightly different properties, yeah. but they're effectively an equivalent. And you know, they even with the the forerunner uh, equipment. <laughs> well, the forerunner case is a bit of a jet because it's just like <laughs> some of that is weird, but it's still also mostly a uh, you know a counterpart. But the fo- <laughs> you know in the Halo universe, you can probably come up with some bullshit explanations, like. Because the Forerunners invented guns, and then it trickled down into every other race, <laughs> because like, all guns are basically like these guns. I guess. In the, in, in, yeah, in theory, the Forerunner knowledge should be somewhere in the middle, right? Yeah. Well, but then for, the Forerunner don't necessarily have anything to do with the Covenant. That's not in the law, right? The Forerunner really... Well, that's why the Covenant guns are more different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
That's, anyway. why, that's why the Flood basically get guns at a certain point. I suppose the only case study we have, right, of this happening before is Titanfall, right? Right. The original, like, you know, original Infinity War guys <laughs> working on a sci-fi game. But they went, again, that sort of Halo-y direction where humans' evolution has been, you know, guns are still guns. Yeah. They're bound Missiles to do that for Call of Duty, I reckon, because the yeah. Call of Duty fans are just I, I, gun nuts, basically. No, I don't want them to, though. I want them no. to go... I want them to go time splitters, you know that yeah, kind of stupidity. Right. Bouncing bullet laser guns. Oh, I totally well, want to see they that. They probably game. do that, <laughs> but I don't think they're going to do that, which is because they're boring, <laughs> pretty much. Like someone, like, someone should. I mean, I would still say that Titanfall probably, even though it's technically sci-fi, I'd still class it as nearer to as being closer to near future. Because it's basically not really sci It's still humans fighting humans, even, in Titanfall. Well, yeah. the, the game it was most similar, felt most similar to thematic, was actually Battlefield 2142, in a way. You know, yeah, exactly. But that's just near future. Exactly. That's not even yeah. sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah. Well, it is, but yeah, it's a form of sci-fi. It's, when, it's, like, when, it's like, when does it become sci-fi? Yeah. It's obviously like... A, well, it is. It's not, a, it's not a binary state of becoming sci-fi. Technically, everything in the future is sci-fi, <laughs> even yeah, if it's like one year in the future. Oddly, yeah, the, the more you think about it, there's a weird amount of Battlefield 2142 that is actually, well, it's kind of done now, right? Like yeah. the UAVs and stuff like that. And like, they're in Battlefield because they're for real. That stuff happened. We don't um, drop ons yet, though. Yeah, we don't have drop ons <laughs> no. And we, and we don't have hover tanks. <laughs> drop ons would be pretty well, funny. I'm playing the Final Fantasy Tactics music as I drove around. But... <laughs> Why did that become a thing? I don't look. Why is it that every time I get in a hover tank in in Battlefield Twenty One Forty Two, I have to go bum 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 No, that's, that's not the archers. Right that's right incoming. <laughs> that's the archers. No, that's um, uh, that's from spaceships from incoming that made that noise. Yeah, yeah, that that, that is after we modded that. Yeah, it was um. That was the tank hover tank song. That was the hover tank music. Yeah, for some reason, they weren't even that good. Best thing. Well, you couldn't even turn the turret. You had to line up your freaking body of the. It didn't matter because you were hovering. Yeah, yeah maneuverability and the you know you attacked at a distance and the maneuverability just you could just won. That was like yeah. that was yeah. way over there. Yeah, they were probably better than the mechs, whatever they were called. Did they have mechs? In... Yeah, there were mechs, weren't there? Of course they did. That was the whole point of twenty one forty two. The walkers, all the walkers, oh, yeah, shooting the vent. <laughs> yeah, I remember the vents. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think Call of Duty will just do that and just like put bloody mechs in just to compete with like Titanfall? Or of course whatever? they will. They've sort like, of had well, mechs before. Oh well, yeah, right. exactly. They, I mean, they were kind of in Black Ops too. It's basically the next step from exoskeleton, isn't it? <laughs> you just size it up a bit more, then you're at mechs. Yeah, just have mechs, <laughs> I guess. Yeah. They should do a full-on anime game, which is basically like with insane like. Oh mech man, that'd be cool. It's not gonna. I don't think you can do an anime game and make it as cool as you want it to be, though. No. Asura's not... Rush. <laughs> you oh, make, yeah. you well, exactly, a... that's the one way you can do it, which is basically to make an anime and then layer a few bits of game on yeah, top of it. Try and slap a little bit of game on it. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? it like... Shogun Mobile Armor Division or something. Do you remember yeah, that? Exactly. Oh, boy, yeah. Oh, what about Oni, I guess? It's sort of anime-y a bit from the makers yeah. of Halo. Quite a large portion of games are anime. Yeah, like any 
almost every JRPG you could argue yeah. is anime, but, well, but not yeah. in the like the super cool Metal way. Gear it's is like definitely that's... anime. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's why a lot of times when they try and do it, they turn out bad. Yeah, like you know, you can get away with like Nino Kun. <laughs> Well, but you know what I mean. I mean more. Jail. I don't mean <laughs> anime in general. I mean specifically like Ghost in the Shell, ridiculous guns type. Yeah, exactly. Valkyria that, Chronicles. That is one of the most yeah, okay, anime. <laughs> but the trouble with like the whole idea of making these the the specific kind of anime this that Dan's talking about, which also expands to like giant robot anime type yeah, stuff as well, the mecha is like a lot of the a lot of the time in those kinds of animes is not spent on actual fighting. It's spent no. on building up to fighting. No. <laughs> what's that? That's how they what's work. That, <laughs> what's that Kojima mech fighting one, though? Um, that was uh, PS2 era. Um, that, yeah, is supposed, that was at one point rumoured to be making a comeback, but will obviously never happen now because <laughs> Konami owned it. Right. Um, uh, I don't man, remember that's gonna, much of that's gonna, that's gonna, that's, Yeah, that's going to bother me now. It was Super famous and at the time was considered to be quite good. Like and they, and they, had, they had at least two of them. Um, dang. Yeah, that's annoying. So, Call of Duty. <laughs> oh, no, Lost Planet ended with a bloody mech sequence. Uh, like an anime mech sequence. Well, I don't know if you call that an anime mech sequence, exactly. <laughs> suddenly, your character, I think, suddenly learned how to become a bit like Full Metal Panic or something. He became like a. Super Saiyan of the of the mech, and suddenly turned this mech into something ridiculous, and then had like a flying space fight. <laughs> it was a properly ridiculous ending to that game. Well, yeah, but that yeah, but that didn't fit with the rest of the game. No, it that really did not. It, it really didn't fit. But that is the most anime ending, right? <laughs> Animes always end with a fight. It yeah, just they... breaks all the rules of everything that came before. Well, I don't know. Arm cannons. I think in that kind of situation, it's not that they break all the rules of the previous thing. It's just like they didn't know what the rules were. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, they, they just they never went to the rules on this level. I guess it's like they basically there's there's like they have some kind of it's basically a password. They have a firewall where it's like we can't get through this, so we can't actually exploit the secret Uber technique that we don't know exists. But like, once we do break it, everything just goes to shit. That tends to be what happens. Naruto and the Nine Tailed Fox. Yeah, exactly. Once you discover the secret technique that's just ridiculously overpowered and destroys the entire planet, then that's when the end. That's when that, that's the end. Yeah, except that wasn't the end of Naruto. <laughs> no, somehow. <laughs> Although I say it wasn't the end, it was like 40 episodes in still. But <laughs> yeah, but that's, 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 like, that's like, like one season. <laughs> one and a half thousand or yeah. something. Jeez. I, I really wanted to like Naruto. And then it fell into all the Dragon Ball problems of like dudes standing around talking about backstories for four years. Well, and powering up. Yeah. <laughs> Starting a fight and not actually finishing the fight for like two or three episodes. Man, I hate that. I've been watching um, nothing like those, but I've been watching Death Note, and you know, there's that um, there's a I'm meme about from the first it. Three of that. There, there's like a meme from it where there's an ultra dramatic moment with like super, you know, camera uh, cuts and everything of him like eating a potato chip. Yeah, sure. um, <laughs> and that is pretty much what the show is like. But it manages to make that shit dramatic, but nothing 
you know, it's all like stuff like that, basically. There's no actual big fights or anything, really. It's just like, I am now going to eat a potato chip. Ha ha ha. I have fooled you. That's like all, a, that's, that's a sort of, you know, obvious comedy maneuver of just like make <laughs> mundane things dramatic. Exactly. Yeah, they do that. And it, it succeeds in doing that, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Move the controller up and down to brush your teeth. That's that's making a mundane thing equally mundane. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't think of an example of how that's done in games. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't happen that often, but it is still a cliche. Sean! <laughs> Press square to Sean. I think you mean Jason. Well, that, that's both, isn't it? Yes, but Jason is the more important one. Jason! <laughs> Has a game done that like properly? Like made the mundane funny? I'm pretty sure. It has. Yeah, I don't know. I've tried, like, it, it, like you suddenly you suddenly want a change of pace, right, to make something real. real... Yeah, I don't know. Can't think of a good one. Uh, speaking of Battlefield, as we sort of did, just about yeah. yeah, as we vaguely did. The next Battlefield is also heavily rumored to be slightly different. But not wow. sci-fi, unfortunately. They're if not they did twenty-one forty-two too, that would be amazing. Forty three. <laughs> they did twenty-one forty-three. Right. Um, oh yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah. I, I would love that. Um that would be cool. But they're not. They'll they're do going it to World War One is the rumour. Uh, I think could be real I think that could be real interesting. Because mm, like it, it it reduces the range significantly and like everyone, makes the combat a little bit more tactical. But surely. everyone knows that like Unless I'm good that it doesn't work because of the way World War One works. Yeah, <laughs> which is you stand opposite each other in trenches and shoot pointlessly because no one can fucking hear each other, and no. then you climb over there and then you just die. But no one will play like that. Like you'll have your yeah, but that's why it doesn't work because you can't make a game based on how actual World War One works, and therefore setting a game in World War One makes you have to take all these ridiculous liberties. But surely this is the one place where planes will fly at the right speed. That is the one thing that we'll be talking about. <laughs> Although, you know, planes were barely used as actual war machines in World War One anyway. They were like scouts. Look, I think it's safe to say, however it plays, it's not going to be anything like World War One. They did do strafing, <laughs> like, of that fairly quickly. It's why they, you know, they can't, it won't, it's like, what will, assuming it's, Set in World War One, in like, and it's not like weird fake World War One or something, which they could do if they want to. But it's just like, what is, what is, what are the missions of a? I mean, assuming it has a campaign, <laughs> which it might not. Kind of don't want it to. But but even then, it's like, what are the maps in a World War One battlefield game? Yeah, like I, two lines of trenches. So how <laughs> like is, is this rumor got? How much weight has it got to it? Because it sounds unlikely to me. Like well, you're one. making me having to research outside what little note I wrote. Okay. I mean, we we played, or I played the World War One mod for Battlefield 1942, and that was that, that worked because it was based in 1942, which was already incredibly slow and impossible to aim. <laughs> I kind of want to, at the very uh, least, the sort of historical war genre. You know, it can yeah. it can make a return. I think World War Two would be great I'd, in the Frostbite yes, engine. I'd love to see exactly. that. That'd be awesome. Yeah, because they could do awesome effects now that you could amazing. in 1942. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine flying a freaking Spitfire or whatever? Or can you imagine actual dirt physics and stuff? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those explosions would look ridiculous. It would be awesome. They should definitely do. 
World War Two again. It's time. It's been like fucking ten years or something longer than that. Um, yeah, probably longer. Yeah. But I just don't see how World War One could possibly work. It, it's like in, in a campaign, it doesn't seem like there'd be missions to do. And in the multiplayer, what the fuck are the maps? <laughs> I guess I. Had, I guess technically, I don't know the famous battles of World War One as well as I do World War Two. So I don't no, know if there was some like storming a castle or some shit. Well, I don't know. <laughs> well, there, it's not as much variety, is there? I mean, I guess there's like Gallipoli and stuff that happened in like Turkey, but the World War Two was more worldy in terms of yeah, the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, obviously, honestly, if it's battlefield that's just more infantry focused, I'm kind of on board because some of yeah, the vehicle stuff I just don't like. Yeah, but you'll be like, infantry focused with shitty guns. <laughs> Which could make some really funny fights. Like you just whip out your pistol if you get close, right? It creates the. It, surely it creates more of a balance between not just holding your big gun all the time. You have to like shit. This guy's actually really close. I need a slightly faster firing. I don't know. Fast, uh, yeah, like, those I don't know. Yeah, them, probably, but, yeah, I mean, surely one one if you're going to whip out a pistol, would be like a fucking revolver or something, right? <laughs> and yeah. Only if you're an officer. <laughs> yeah, if you're an officer, you would get one, wouldn't you? I think they had automatics. But not yeah, they had some more than that. But yeah, not like like the Luger or whatever. Probably was. not the kind you want to carry around for long. <laughs> and the rifle probably not one you can shoot like from the Enfield, wasn't it? Although I think the so, rifle was actually the same as the rifle in World War Two in terms of the yeah, British infantry. Much. Yeah. So apparently, the rumor comes out of a Swiss retailer who accidentally posted a sort of coming soon sort of thing on their site that had the description. Uh, translating to multiplayer tactical shooter in World War One, and that you know sounds, retailers yeah. might sometimes have the edge. I guess they need to know what's coming, maybe to plan their marketing. Maybe, um, maybe we these should... retailer rumors are often quite accurate. Well, although I mean... some of them are like Amazon, where Amazon literally just jumps onto anything going and puts a listing up. Like I mean, as soon as E3 happened, right? You could pre-order Scalebound. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but that's because Amazon has a whole system in place for like guaranteeing prices and shit. Yeah, <laughs> they can get away. With it. Also, Amazon don't care about actually fulfilling your orders. Well, no. If you place an order, they can just turn around and say no. Nope. So, well, we shall see what happens with this. I mean, I think it'd be interesting if it did happen. I think it's just think it's unlikely. Well, and if it does happen, it doesn't seem like it's going to work very well. Yeah, I mean, they they probably won't go more sci-fi because they've got Battlefront, you know, to do that stuff, I guess. Sure, because they could just make Battlefront 2, which they go. Which they will, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Maybe they'll put a bit more depth into the Star Wars one because it was a bit sort of casual, which I guess was the idea, but maybe they'll have some feedback. Really, the question is, why haven't they gone back to Vietnam yet? That was... Yeah. It was nearly a good idea. It, it is yeah. a good idea, but, yeah. but it was at a, this point not with the, the first version of Battlefield. Yeah, I mean, like you could do jungle so much better now if you look at something like yeah. Far Cry Three or whatever. The jungle combat's never that fun, right? Well, because I know trees don't make good map design. Well, that's that's the actual reality of the conflict in Vietnam. Well, isn't it? I know, <laughs> like, I know. That, doesn't make it, that doesn't make a fun game. How is it that no. much different from like fighting in an urban environment? Really, it's just big things that block line of sight. <laughs> Sure, but the big things, the buildings direct have a, have the the effect of being able to direct the flow. Trees are just like little tiny bollards, right? That well, are... they could make it dense enough, like to not to actually 
I mean, they could do I don't it, know if you could make a whole game make around it dense that. enough to avoid Well, that's the thing. You, you Like, if you look back to the original Battlefield of Vietnam and the war itself, there were, like, big urban battles, like the Fall of Hue and yeah, all of that. Too. And that was a map in sure. the original game. Well, that's why... But that's what I mean. Like, yeah, the urban stuff is fine because that's well-worn territory. But it's because, as I say, you're, you're, it's just the foresty stuff. Like, I'm actually kind of, kind of interested, having not really played a great deal of Battlefront. Like, how does the Endor map actually function? Well, apparently, yeah. it has a big hill in the Sorry, middle. Forest Moon of Endor. <laughs> oh, you mean the tree? Yeah. <laughs> that was the yeah good correction there let's get it let's get it pedantically right <laughs> it's the moon it's not endor itself do people actually go around correcting people and say yeah i've no. heard this way too often since battlefront came out with everyone making sure they say forest moon of endor. that's really lame <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean they could like the whole like having the trees be you could do something weird with like the idea of a jungle like maybe you could make it so like there's pathways that sort of channel you around the map but you can go through the tree- trees but just like your movement speed gets severely reduced or something like make it so that going through the trees gives you a penalty as well as giving you an advantage of being able to hide i guess that's, that's a tricky thing to pull off and then I mean, Titanfall yeah. only did trees because it made its trees massive. <laughs> yes, but like, like, it made not, them super big. They weren't even trees at that point; they were pillars, basically giant pillars. Yeah. Like, I mean, obviously, the best thing about uh, Battlefield Vietnam was the helicopters. Clearly, at least for me, anyway, the Hueys were awesome, and that well, it's you know, because that was the first time they made a way to control helicopters that was sort of controllable. Because like <laughs> helicopters yeah. weren't a mod. Yes, exactly. That's true, yeah, I guess. But I mean their helicopters are much more important in that conflict than any other one since or whatever. You know do you know what I mean? I don't know, they were pretty important in two. No, I mean in, in oh, terms of no, wars. I see. Sorry. Yeah. Literally yeah. conflict. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Anyway. Are they ever going to like uh, fulfill your do you remember your old was it planet side dream was it then of like yeah, well that's a pretty much ship? yeah i mean that was close enough well, that's I wanted, what the I wanted, transport helicopters yeah. were meant to do oh i basically wanted to do is like that yeah do that like i did in battlefield vietnam but in a sci-fi setting so it would have been good if there was at some point there was a, a large enough uh scale halo game where i could fly the bloody pelican and you know which would be the equivalent of flying the huey in battlefield vietnam we sort of wanted those dropships in Planet Side to be like the spawn buses. So you well, yeah. them and, de- and deploy them and then they become the spawn bus. So you've done your job, right? And then you don't have to do it again and then you can join the fight rather than exactly. just being ferry, which... Yes, but that, you know, yeah. <laughs> where, where's how you get the Planet Side do? That's, that's... <laughs> you got close, but they weren't drop pods when they landed, right? You still had to have the drop bus drive there, didn't you? Yeah, but no one bothers with that. You just jump out. <laughs> They crash the thing into whatever you're aiming at. <laughs> Everyone knows that's one. Like as soon as you have disposable vehicles, as you do in Flat Ride, because they just come out of nanites, get them whenever you need, get to a nanite station, just generate a new one. Cost you resources in Flat Side, though, like personal resources. Well, yes, but at a certain point, when if it's the only vehicle you're racing, because you're the one who's qualified to drive it, then yeah. <laughs> that's why you have specialization. Yeah, Planet Side 2. I wonder if that's still running. I'm sure it is. 
I reckon it is. Has PS4 version ever come out? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think, it did. I think so. The real question is, did they ever get round to doing the things that they said they were going to do for Plants ID? Like, were... like or the actual expansions to it that they planned but never where it was like we can't do this for release so it won't have all the features of flat side one like the tunnels and the where it's like a separate map that goes underground or whatever whether they actually got around to oh i see porting yeah. all that stuff over to flat side two and the their whole idea of like grand scale battles actually mattering and, yeah. and like continent to continent ship transfer and stuff flat side two was always way it's a bit like battlefield in some respects like i have the, i've always kind of had this problem with Battlefield, and that it sounds way better in concept than it does to actually play. There's something about it that's just not, never quite works, right? Planets like 2, like you're storming one of the bigger bases, say, and even if there's quite a lot yeah. of players involved, it's like yeah. fire can just come from anywhere. There's no, like, I mean, it never fronts. worked out. There's no, like, good push. Well, there are there's, sometimes. I, but sometimes, but they're like... so rare. Like, often it's like one guy camped out in a hole somewhere, and the other team is just like desperately trying to find him while the other team regroups. And, well, like, not, that doesn't happen in Plants Like 2 anymore. Oh, man, it's happened to, that happened to me quite a lot when I was trying to storm like little bases. The little, not the big ones, the little bases, right? I'd be in there somewhere, and the other guy, enemy team, would obviously know I was there because I'd obviously made a fuss and then disappeared um, without a kill like message coming up. And it's just like, Oh, man. there was a lot of hanging around waiting for support. And well, that's because that's how that works. It's like when you're there by yourself, you have to hide because that's the only way you can survive. I know, but it's like even when you have a team, right? And then the rest of your team is like failed or something. Like there's no that was your push, right? It's done on some of the bases. It's like there's no recovery. Yeah, like. Uh, don't get me wrong. There were moments, like especially on the what the buildings that are a bit more like arcologies right. in that game, where you know the. Some of the spawn rooms are badly placed, let's say that much, but you know, the 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 sort of team push felt more consistent, right? It was like a almost a game of TF2 at some point, where it's just like, you guys are here, the enemy team are here, this is the direct line of combat, go nuts. Yeah. Um there are moments in that game which are brilliant. It's the, the in some respects, it's like it's the bigger scale stuff that doesn't hang together so well. But the main problem with Planet Side, which was the which is the a classic problem with all capture point games is backcapping. Yeah, backcapping. Because in yeah. Plants I do it was just it was like you had to be so incredibly thorough to make sure you killed literally everyone inside a base zone, or otherwise as soon as you left, <laughs> they'd come out hiding and just camp a bit back. Yeah. <laughs> There's an element that's cool about that level of sort of, you know, semi-realism. But then when you put it into a game mechanic, it's super frustrating actually. <laughs> Like, was there anything actually stopping a dude just getting in a quad bike and going all the way to the other side of the map and just back capping from there? Well, because you could only cap on the front line. Okay, so there was a front line. Like, it was linked or whatever. Okay. That's something. That used to be how it worked with Planet Side 1. Yeah. It was much more liberal about you could back cap all kinds of stuff if you were just a stealth guy. <laughs> but that map is just so big. The distances between places was enormous. It doesn't matter, though. Because really what, what you wanted in Planet Side was to to be able to find one of those fights that stayed for a while. Because then you could actually stay in one place, keep respawning, keep fighting, rather than being in this constantly moving front that's just walking over stuff. I guess it was bad for people that play like I play. You know, it's probably good for people like you who are quite reserved, I guess is the word. You know, you, you like 
the waiting in some respects, you know, the sniping, the that style of play, whereas I'm like I'm the grunt, <laughs> effectively, charge in, like go go nuts with a machine gun and some grenades and hope I don't die. Like I'll put myself in the dangerous situations to be like, someone's gonna do this. Fuck it, let's go. Yes, um, the trouble with Planet Side then is that like you're And that's the worst place that's the worst role to have in well, Planet Side. Well it's like it- you, that role doesn't work unless you're playing with people because you yeah. actually need several people to be doing that. Yeah, but you don't always. It's <laughs> it's an awkward game. It's an awkward game. You need medics and shit. Love the concept, but it's awkward. Uh, anyway, sorry, yeah. Sidetrack. Final Fantasy Fifteen did some stuff. They had like their own event for Final Fantasy Fifteen news. Um... And other than it getting, well, it's got another a new demo, which is out and stuff like that, and I haven't really played. Um, it's kind of like a, a weird backstory segment that I don't know is actually going to be in the game. I think they're calling it the Platinum Demo. Right. Anyway, it's not like Episode Duskai or something which you actually have to pay for. It's like a proper free demo this time. But anyway, that happened. That came out. People seem still. People still seem quite hype about that game. Like there's there's. You know, the, the Disguy demo seemed promising and that game still seems to be doubling down in this whole open world aspect. So may, maybe that there will be good coming from it. But anyway, some of the, the like, there were, we didn't really learn a great deal other than also alongside Final Fantasy 15, the game, it is also getting Final Fantasy 15, the anime series. Cause I guess, of course it is. Right. But also Final Fantasy 15, the Square Enix produced CGI film. I guess their like video maker team got a bit bored. We were like, look, we, we need to do something. Oh, just make a film. Make Advent Children again. Oh. Okay. So that stuff is happening. Okay, fair enough. Like I'm not I'm not saying I rate Square's writing in the film domain, but it will be really interesting to see how far their animation has come. Right, because yeah. If you think where, like when Advent Children came out, they were so far ahead, right, in terms of that style of animation. Of like At the time, yeah, yeah. Trying to go a bit realistic, but... And they did that um, that one part of the Animatrix or whatever. The, the oh, Cyrus, yeah, yeah. The Flight of the Cyrus thing. Yeah, same team. Which was, at the time, mind-blowing. Really good. So, while I doubt they probably have the chops to keep up with modern CGI teams, it's still interesting to see where they where they are. Mm. If it's even the same team, you know. They've always been good at it. The stuff in Final Fantasy thirteen wasn't bad. To hold out for 15. Not that's a particularly good reference point. I wonder if 15's going down the route of trying to do as much in-game as possible, though. I'd prefer that, obviously. Now, now that... Yeah, now they've got this separation, they'll probably do as much as they can in game. I, I think they also said that uh, I think it also got a, got a release date, which we didn't know before, and that it's coming out September this year. Right. Oh, that's good. It's not long. Yeah, I think after all the sort of somewhat bad. Is bad will a thing? Can you say bad? They've built up bad will in the same way that they've built up goodwill. Probably, like, yeah. Like after not exactly fostering goodwill, it's like ill will, isn't um, it? Ill will, yeah, that works. Uh, having built up some ill will, 
around the first, the thirteens. Fifteen, I don't know. Fifteen needs to be good, I think, for Square. And they've to got their Final Fantasy, Fantasy Seven keep, thing to, going as well. Yeah, I mean, the, to keep Final country. Fantasy having the same sort of you know power that it once did. I don't think it has since 13, though. No, that's what I mean. They, they, they kind of need... This is like their comeback chance. This is the Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5 of Final Fantasy. It probably actually hasn't since 12, really. 12 kind of was where it started going a bit weird and wrong, and then they never recovered, really. 12 was an experiment, but it's reasonably well-received. It's not a bad game. Sure, but it didn't have, like... they. When the the new things that they tried to do in twelve didn't really work, and then when they were like, "Okay, thirteen, we're going to make this slightly more like the original," but then they went, "Oh, look, too simple. <laughs> we mm. fucked it up the other way." Yeah, <laughs> thirteen is a frustrating. Uh, they didn't. They they almost didn't go all in in a way. It's like some of the concepts are good, but. They then ended up backing away from it a little bit. Is how it, how that game feels. Yeah, they um, they didn't really get to extrapolate on the ideas that they had. No, <laughs> and then they changed it quite significantly for thirteen three or you know lightning returns. So it's got a different combat system entirely. Yes, yeah, like they just don't know what to do with themselves really at this point. Now that now that they've decided that you can't have active time battle turn-based fights. Yeah. They're like, they've never actually worked out what you can do to replace that. <laughs> and, you know, both seven, both 7 Remake and 15 are sort of going in this active battle style. Yeah. In different ways. Yeah. But they're still doing it. I, I kind of hope it's good because, you know, it's not, as we were saying before, an anime game has a certain charm, right? It has a certain feel to it. And this mm. is, you know, Final Fantasy has always been that. Um, and I'm not sure, I didn't really get that same satisfaction from the 13s that I've played. So can we have some more of that? Can we have that Final Fantasy Eight feeling back, please? Because, like, 15 is probably closer to 8, maybe, in terms of its setting. Yeah, I guess. I've got my iPad now. Maybe I should get Final Fantasy Six. I don't know. What do you think? Oh, no, 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 no. The the version of 6 that they... The remade version of Final Fantasy 6 is god-awful. Oh, is that bad? Oh, shit. Like, it's it's a terrible, terrible remake. Like, okay. The, you know, graphically and stuff. You're better off... You're better off me somehow, next time you're here, getting... Like, I, I, I've got a PS1 copy, which oh, is right. of okay. the remake of FF6. You're better off trying to run that in EPSXE. <laughs> right. Okay, fine. I didn't realize um, they'd fucked it up so badly. No, no, no. Don't, do, do not get the remade version. Um, okay. What did they do to it? There's some there's some great blog posts out there that describe all of the terrible art decisions right, that have okay. been made on that. It is it's just the original pixel art is just way better. They tried to like up res it all and it doesn't right. work. Right. And then they then then blended it with some like terrible filtering and some terrible like right. like some of some of the tile work looks like they took the original tile, up resed it without knowing what would be next to it. Right. Okay. So the joins don't work. Right. That's yeah. And then like too. the character sprites are like a different resolution to the background, and right. so then they blur them. And yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's screwed. Don't okay. Um. Yeah. Right. There's some there's some really great posts out there explaining all of that in detail. That are worth checking out if you're remotely considering buying that thing. Read that stuff, and you won't buy that thing. Right. I Nor should you. Thing. Conversely, the Final Fantasy IX remake. Apparently, like on the channels that that's come out, which isn't PC yet, 
apparently that's pretty damn good. Well, that's not really a remake, is it? <laughs> well, no, it's not a remake. It's, it's a, a re-release. It's basically, yeah, it's basically a re-release, but they apparently they've done a pretty good job on it. So, because by the time we got to Final Fantasy IX after seven and eight, it was basically stable enough that they could just straight port it, and it would te- pretty much take. <laughs> pretty much, yeah. I mean, they've 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 put. I mean, I think that version has like higher resolution versions of all the original CG work and stuff like that. Sure. So, because presumably they rendered it at a higher resolution than the PlayStation could store. Yep. At that point, so was nine any like, good? I don't remember nine. nine. Nine's a great one. Yeah. No, okay. I mean, nine's good if you if you like the old style of Final Fantasy. Yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's classic. It's it's probably more classic than seven is in you know in its mechanics. Well, because um, basically, yeah, it is because I guess in nine you basically have character classes yeah. except not really because it's tied to the actual characters <laughs> yeah it's not like you can change jobs or whatever but, right but they're still quite well defined and it has a very it's a somewhat traditional way of the story playing out and it's uh you know it's a little bit predictable in that sense but it's a very good one of those um in my personal preference the final fantasies actually go eight nine seven right so it's right yeah mm. I, 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 yeah, I think it's a good one. And obviously, it was it's... sixteen quid on an iPad. <laughs> oh well. Yeah, was that for nine or? Yeah, for nine. Um, the yeah. six is like twelve. Yeah, but don't. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> oh, don't. and um, seven obviously <laughs> is also twelve. Legality aside, emulate the bloody SNES version. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Cool. Uh, what else we got? Um, uh, seriously, news is like crap this week. Really, it's all rumors and stuff. But like, uh, Ruse got pulled from the Steam store because the military licenses it had expired, so they're no longer allowed to sell the game. Okay. What military licenses did it have? They didn't say. The news report didn't say what licenses they were well, that, that had expired that stopped it from being sold. But why would they even have military licenses? I mean, this Ruse wasn't they... Ruse just like a generic. It wasn't based on actual war wars, was it? I think it was just like a generic strategy, like here's a here's a situation kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know. Unless they license like equipment, real tanks. Yeah, it's probably a real M1 or something. But like, why why is that even a thing that needs licensing? Really, I don't know how this would unless they license something. You wouldn't have thought old stuff would be that hard to get licenses for. Then you have to license guns, right? That's why Only if you, only if you use guns. the literal guns, yes. Yeah. And I guess that's the same problem, right? They, you know, tanks and helicopters and all that stuff, there's probably, you have to license them off whoever built them. Uh, yeah, well, that's just, that's their own fault for not for choosing to do that instead of just making analogs, which is what you should do. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I mean, it, it was just like, I mean, what does what does does like what does world in conflict do? Because that's fairly close to. I think that uses the real real stuff. Yeah, but then gets, like world in conflict isn't really available anywhere, is it? That's the problem. <laughs> no. it's like you have to go find an actual disc for that. <laughs> but yeah, can you not get that on Steam or whatever? No, oh, that sucks. Uh, I don't because it's Ubisoft, isn't it? Yeah, because I don't think it's on Uplay. <laughs> yeah, you might be able to get it on Uplay. Who's looked at Uplay ever to see? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's, who has actually ever looked at the Uplay store? Like, the only reason I have games that are on Uplay is because my brother is one of the, like, he trolls the internet for those, like, cheap key, deals. Yeah, the cheap deals and the key sites, right? Where it's just like, here's a key. Oh, it's for Uplay. <laughs> yes. But yeah, I mean, where we probably had real 
real names of stuff. But at a certain point, it's just like, where, what is the license for those really? Because it's not like every other, like every other goddamn World War shooter ever hasn't used real guns. Yeah, it's like so you can so, well maybe they renew the licenses. I don't know. Like, well, yeah, constantly. Or maybe the agreement was just good, right? They were they. Well, yeah, I suppose maybe Ruse couldn't afford the like lifetime well, that, license. Yes, yeah, but how much difference could it possibly be when you're talking about a video game where it's just like when you're making an RTS and you're hedging your bets? Yeah, maybe enough. I don't know. Well, but, like, you wouldn't have thought they would charge that much difference for it. Well, they, what, <laughs> no, who knows, they, man? They should, I wouldn't have thought that anyone who was licensing out, like, the license for a name of a, and style of a weapon or whatever, like, I can't imagine they would offer anything apart for a lifetime. <laughs> Why would you think that there'd be a reason to license it for an incredibly short period of time? Because... If I mean, the license it, it, expires and they take down the game, then the lo- person who gave them the license isn't making money any longer either. The only logic is that, yeah, either Ruse was on that tight a budget and then they sort of go, well, we want realistic stuff, but we can't afford this lifetime license and then struck a new deal or something to get like a crap license. It just seems that, weird. Yeah. That maybe they thought Ubisoft would later, like if the game does well, which I'm not sure it did. No. Um, you know, they could they could buy a lifetime license for yeah, I don't see what, like, surely the easiest license option would just be royalties, right? Because, I mean... Maybe, yeah. That's a lifetime thing, and it doesn't automatically really... accounts for how well things do. Yeah, it doesn't often... Royalties is always a dangerous way to go, I guess, because it's, like, it's straight-up percentages and... <laughs> yes, but presumably... Causing yourself incredibly tiny-ass percent <laughs> for, like, the license of a gun. Maybe. maybe. Like, who knows? Again, that's that's business, man. It's business. <laughs> well, yeah, but they live for the royalties. All it takes is one guy to get big-headed and be like, "Oh, you want the the, the Abrams in your game? That's going to cost you." Well, How yeah, much? and then if 10%. the royalties get too high, then you make the fake Abrams and call it the yeah. Abrams <laughs> or something. The Abrahams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just like that's what they do in Cash, right? That's essentially what like. They avoided doing in like industry giant two or whatever, where like you could make all this stuff like radios and electric guitars, and in the history of this item window, it talks about the famous brands, but they're not actually the real thing. Oh, you're just quoting history <laughs> at that point. That's yeah, fine. exactly. Yeah. You just make an info window where it's like this tank is exactly like the M1, except it's not called the M1 in this game. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit immersion breaking. <laughs> anyway, that happened. It's another case. It's it's the outrun problem, right? Like Sega could never acquire Ferrari's license except on timed deals. But goddamn it, why oh, did yeah. they not just make a red car that looks kind of fancy? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's the main reason why, and and it's a real shame because I would quite like to play some Outrun too. Like I could get my OG Xbox out and set that up and play that version of it, which is the best, by the way. Yeah, but. You know, quite like a PC version of Outrun 2. It's a good game. But you can't. There was one. You can't buy it anymore. Boo. Uh, licenses. Anyway, and finally, or, oh, well, not finally, there's a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, next to finally, uh, all that Hand of Fate I've been playing and all that stuff, 
it's they've announced that it's was well, I think it's Defiant Games that make it. Uh, I think they've announced the, a sequel that will come out sometime next year. Mm. So there will be a Hand of Fate two, where hopefully they will spend all of their time making the combat less terrible. Well, no, hopefully they'll spend fifty percent of the time making the combat less terrible. Fifty percent of the time making a new card, new set of cards. Well, because yeah. you probably don't want to play that exact game again. I'm not sure I'd mind. It's like if they just ripped out like ripped out the combat and put a new one in and it was the exact same game, that would probably actually still be fine. There's no mystery to it. Uh, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's why eventually you like... It would be like a special edition. That's like, why you... Hand of Fate special edition. We fixed things, you know. It's like, that's why you eventually it's like Isaac runs out of the field. Once you know what everything does and you know yeah. how to combine... Diff- you've like mastered the system and then it's like, okay, I can run this over and over and win every time. Because I know exactly what's going to happen every time, and then you're done. <laughs> mm. That's how you run out of the game. So you need new cards in a sequel. You need new events and new situations to get into. I think it's kind of right infinite crap for that game, though. Maybe Hand of Fate 2 is sci-fi. There you go. <laughs> yes, exactly. They could easily slap a different theme on it, I guess, because it's <laughs> because the theme doesn't matter at all. Hand of Mass effect. Hand of math. Yes, that's happening. And also, finally, the video game BAFTA's happened. Mm. Happened? Happened. Happened. Um, with uh, everybody's gone to the rapture being kind of cleaning up. For some reason. Because it's the most British of the British games. That's true, I guess. I- I've got to be honest. The BAFTAs are crap, right? Like, like any- yep. most video game awards, I disagree with. Um like I, I don't know. I thought that the the reception to everyone's gone to the rapture was quite lukewarm. Yeah, it was. So you know, definitely how was. Away with, like it's got like three or four BAFTAs out of this. Something. Bullshit. Well, it's because it was an artistic game, yeah. and therefore it naturally, I guess, l- lends itself to dumb artistic awards. Yes, but perfect. Don't, don't forget. Oh, not perfect. Dark Golden Eye got one. That's not exactly a artistic game. It's based <laughs> on a film that automatically makes it artistic. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Um, they also gave best British developed game to Batman. Which one? Arkham Knight. There go. I'm assuming based off the console. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, again, not sure about that. Um, Fallout 4 got best game outright. Um, Which is kind of dumb in some ways. In some ways. Our biggest game, maybe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> most game. Yeah, most game. Exactly. <laughs> it's our reward. Uh, and Rocket League cleaned up quite a few as well. <laughs> yes, in such Japanese's best esports. Yeah, well, best family game, I yeah. think it got as well. Like, pretty dumb. No, it wasn't even best esports, was it? It was best sports. Hang on, hang on, I've got it up. It came into, it managed to get into a sports category alongside like games of actual sports, like basketball, (laughs) which is like, that's a bit of a stretch. I mean, it's car football, sure, but is it really a sport? It's an esport. Oh, yeah, you're right. The other nominations were like Dirt Rally and FIFA and (laughs) uh, Football Manager. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Dirt Rally even fit in there. I mean, it's. Rally a sport, I guess, but I mean, yeah. you need to broaden your category somewhat. I don't know what to, though. There's no overarching term for, for like, I guess it's just like simulations, but not even that doesn't even work because then rightly doesn't fit in that either because it's not a simulation of anything. And there's a lot of her story stuff in there as well. 
another game kind of actually a game. it's kind of a film isn't it yeah, yeah. it's a non-linear film i guess is how you describe her story yeah. yes it's a lot of videos strung together in a shell of some kind and that's all i got for news good just terrible couple of weeks for news nothing really happened What's going on in the world of well, video games? I, I suppose we could, <laughs> apart from, I guess, the cat making noise with some bit of paper. Yeah, the cat's um, going to come in here and be annoying. Can you move? Uh, oh, God, I'm going to have to do what Yeah, you are. <laughs> VR happened. Yeah, sort of. Talk about that. Two-thirds of VR happened, I guess. <laughs> What's going on with, so there's Dark Souls 3 came out. There's this Overwatch thing going on. Um well, there was Buttgate. The Buttgate. Yeah. The Buttgate. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of, talk about Did I you see the chalk? It was quite good, I thought, with the, you know, what's his name, Winston. She doesn't oh, appear no, in I that. I, haven't, I heard it happened, but yeah, I haven't yeah. seen the new, the new proper animation. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Well, it is Blizzard animation, and they are pretty much, you know, doing their kind of take on sort of TF2-ish, I suppose. But it's not the comedy in the same way. It's a bit more, I don't know. I don't know what the comparison is there, but clearly the it's game. Quite, I haven't seen it, yeah. but I would guess it's probably quite similar to Monday Night Combat's style. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a bit more that way. <laughs> it's not um, quite as uh, chintzy, I guess, but it's not quite so. <laughs> well, no. Monday Night yeah. Combat was quite a tiny ass thing. It was pure cheese. <laughs> and there's a <laughs> Doom, there's a beta for Doom, is that right? So that's going on. Yeah, that's probably happening right now. Um, so the, I, as saw, in, I saw a very brief, like some video that I was just passing by and I saw like five seconds of and it, it, it was like, it was the first person shooter and I was like, wait, is that Unreal? Oh no, wait, that's Doom. Yep. <laughs> they were playing a multiplayer Doom that and I was like, well, that's weird. I've yep. seen some stuff about people future. saying the Doom multiplayer is quite a lot like Halo's multiplayer right now. It looks now, like, it. like it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It looks well, I mean, kind of cool. It's like it because it's a modern-ish looking multiplayer shooter. Okay, exactly. Fast, basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, never know, could be good. What else I'm going really on? Kind of not hyped about Doom. No, nothing well, about that. There's it's an arena it just... shooter from id Software, I guess. So I know there's, well, just, that's there's not... just something about it that just isn't. That's not the bit that anyone should care about for Doom. <laughs> the whole point of Doom is the campaign, right? Right, I suppose so. The multiplayer should be the tacked-on bit in Doom, not the other way around, like Battlefield. Yeah, but it's not <laughs> like they're going to do Quake. You so you could argue Doom invented the multiplayer shooter. <laughs> yes, but that doesn't make it good at it necessarily. Mm. But maybe now it will be. Who knows? I mean, we're going to, we're going While it was the only one. <laughs> it was the best. Also doesn't make it. <laughs> it looks like Dark Souls 3 is good. I don't know how they pump out these games so fast. Um, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, but apparently this is like, you know, gold star and five star situation. Yeah, there's a lot of like, they... Because they, a lot of people think that Dark Souls 2 wasn't exactly that. Yeah, so this good, is like... It didn't like capture to... the spirit. Yeah, so yeah. this this fixes that apparently. So it's you know, and so what was the in in betweeny thing that the guy made that was a bit more in the spirit? Bloodborne. Bloodborne, yeah. So this is like yeah, but it's it, take, it just takes the lessons learned from Bloodborne exactly, but um, applies it to the shield style combat. Yeah, um, um, yeah. So aren't it, people bored of these? Like. I don't well, know. Are we, it, are, we, are we, we going to have the Dark Souls fatigue? Well, I think this like, is it. Like, I think this is the end of it. Um, yeah, it seems like you can't... I think the trouble with it is just like surely the design aspects of it just run out. Like medieval castles can only go so far. Yeah, <laughs> yes. well, apparently that stuff is pretty... Because it's some areas of the 
previous games but a different time period or whatever and apparently they kind of nailed that kind of stuff it's like the environments are better or even better for the same parts or whatever i suppose they've got a generation jump to like since dark souls 2 i guess so yeah there's some obvious improvements they can make but yeah but still pretty cool uh still not a game i'm really even remotely fussed about like none of those sound like my kind of i don't have the patience like i get them and I understand mm. why they're good. Yeah. But just not for me. Then again, I need to stop saying things like that because I played Alien and liked it, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not, true. That's not a reason for that, though. It's like, it doesn't necessarily mean I, I like the sound of it or I think I'm going to gel with it, but then I gelled with Alien and I didn't think I was at all. Yeah. Was the deal with Arsgate that they just didn't like oh, the pose for some yeah, reason? It's just a particular. So there's all the tits and ass really and a... violence in video games, and it's just as my brother correctly pointed out. There's all this hyper violence in video games these days. There is Doom, for instance. That yep. thing exists. Yeah. And yet, for some reason, everyone was up in arms about someone just well, turning their back to us. It was but pretty much even... ass in face. Like it's it's it was a ridiculous pose. That's the problem. It's the costume at that point. Sure. Yeah, it was the costume thing as well. Yeah. It was like a. It was pretty. I mean, but she's a sick, really sexualized character, which is fine or whatever. It was just so. She's blatant. like the only one. Oh no, actually, quite a few of the Blizzard characters are, aren't they? <laughs> I was about to say, but she's the only one in that. Oh no, wait. Yeah. Anyway, it's fine. I mean, they they sort of fixed it. So there's a new pose, and you can still see a butt in it, but it's just less stupid. Um, the main I, thing about I, her I is she's got this ridiculous Cockney that. accent. <laughs> That's what's funny about yeah. her. Yeah, there was <laughs> this that ludicrous too. accent, which is hilarious. I did. I saw the pose, and I just I didn't get it. I don't see what the big deal was. No, like, yeah. It's I, not really a big deal. It, it wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't nearly as bad as other things that happened all the same life. I mean, in some no. respects, fair play to Blizzard to reacting to it, which then started the whole conversation of should should they have reacted to it? Is this like uh, them censoring their own vision? And it's no. like, you know what, in the context of this game, I really don't think that matters. All it does like, is just... The context of this game, like, you know, no, that is not important at all. All it does but... is just lead directly into all the same arguments over again, where it's just like, as soon as you as soon as you make a change like that, it's like, well, what about all the male characters? Are they too oversexualized? Oh my God, we have to scrutinize Mighty every bar, single bar. animation and pose you do, just yeah, in case. Take their muscles down a notch, please. <laughs> it's just dumb. And it was completely unnecessary to change because it wasn't even as bad as it could have been. <laughs> are, are they topless with a giant beard and, a, and are they called Hot Ryu? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> right, enough news. It's like, it's like is, it, is it less bad than Dead or Alive Extreme 3? <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Can... I wouldn't use that as your standard of like what's acceptable. <laughs> mm, no. Anyway, yeah. No. Right. Yeah, that's some gameplay of that has come out, hasn't yeah. it? Yeah. It's a uh, one of those games. <laughs> gameplay, if you can call it gameplay. Yeah, I know what. Mm, it, they're not. I don't know what they are. <laughs> they're just mm, weird things. Uh, I, I guess we, we should probably actually talk about VR, right? Like in the all right, fine. Out. And I guess we like so. I, I don't really want to say a great deal on it, other than where things landed between Oculus and Vive, it seems. Like it seems like Oculus is the better developed headset in terms of like comfort and everyday use potentially. Like it 
don't know, maybe. Like the impressions, like you know, I've read quite a lot of long-term impressions. Like the thing is built a bit better. You know, the inbuilt headphones are quite good. The you know the way it straps to your head feels a little bit more solid than the Vive. Whereas the Vive is actually just technologically ahead. better. Yeah, it's got a wider yeah. field of view and the camera shit and all of that. Yeah, so some people said that the screen is actually just that little bit better, or the optics work a bit, you know, a little bit better in general. Yeah. Um, but the strap seems to be the thing that everyone has the, the biggest, like in terms of just the headset, ignoring the right. whole cord and the whole room yeah. requirement thing of the Vive. Um, like room the actual scale. strapped, yeah, room scale, that's the word. And the chaperone. Room scale and the chaperone. That's, that's a great band name. What's the um, chaperone? The chaperone is the in world thing where it tells you when you're getting close to a wall. Oh, cool. And it'll, it'll put like an in game barrier, like a, a grid of a barrier right. on the screen. That's kind of cool. The chaperone, um, yeah, uh, those, uh, yeah, the, the, basically the strap holding it to your head seems to be what you know. The actual sort of how you fit it to your face seems to be one of the bigger issues of the Vive mm. in terms of the actual headset build. So yeah, that's where they all landed. And, cool. You know, makes the price area somewhat justified. Yada yada yada. Um, yeah, they, they seem to be spec for what they are priced for what they are whatever way around i meant to say that but the games do just all look like mini game collections and i was actually surprised by the price of a lot of them right like yeah i was looking at things like was it tilt brush just basically just do you remember right you 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 probably won't know this uh, like dan but like do you remember zach when we used to watch the odd episode of x factor and for a while talk talk did those make one of those light pen yeah pictures or something tilt brush is basically just that in vr i mean it's an obvious thing and it's like 23 pounds i don't think that's that bad but that's all it is it's a tech demo (laughs) but that's like it's basically meant to be a 3d art program at some point and it's maybe a first generation 3d art program like might might not have that many features or options or abilities but it's 23 pounds for a lifetime license to that then fine but that shit was free on connect yeah, like that's the thing about this. Is, like, this isn't subsidized by. Well, maybe it is with Facebook or whatever. But you know, I don't know. I think these these things. Oh, that's five. That's five. By the yeah. way, it's not. Oh, oh, yeah. Okay, Oculus. But either way, I think these games or whatever they are, mini game collection things, they're probably selling for like what they cost, you know, to make or whatever, or maybe, a tiny bit yeah. more. And because they know the R and D needed to get up to speed would have been higher, right? Yeah, and they know they're not going to sell tons of units or whatever, like a proper game where you can make money in different ways or whatever. Mm. So, so they they're not going to have that kind of what do you call it, you know, economy of scale type business of a big game. Sure. So, and they you know that the, the people the, 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 that are buying the these headsets do have disposable income or whatever. I know it's a bit of a rip off, but these people, you know, these early adopters are going to pay. Uh, I don't think they're necessarily ripping them off, but I think they're charging them more than than the average user would, the average consumer would spend. And I don't think it's that oh, sure. bad because I don't think yeah, it's, 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 it, people... it is early early right? That they can, they can charge yeah. that much because they can. The consumers mm. don't have a choice at this point. And I think they sort of have to charge that much just because to to recoup the kind of investment in the in the development or whatever. Because they, they can't do the same thing as a normal game. That's, that, should, that should never be a reason, right? If your product's good enough, it should take off and you'll make money that way. Yeah, but you you can't because 
there just isn't the install base or whatever. So that won't work. But if that's... it was the best game ever, it wouldn't make as much money as Grand Theft Auto because everyone would have to buy an Oculus or whatever. T- to a point, but the whole point is to get VR off the ground. Yeah, that's like, true. And I know the developers aren't necessarily on that same page to some extent, right? But, mm. you know, it's, it's, it, it is tricky. You don't want to come in yeah. too high. And no. to me, at the moment, I think these things are too high. Fair enough, yeah. Like these demos and these collections and that aren't that don't have a great deal of content are coming in too high. Don't get me wrong, there are some legitimate titles in there that actually look pretty good, right? You know, people have been saying pretty good things about uh, was it Contraption Maker or oh yeah, yeah, Fantastic Contraption. Well, the thing that has Contraption in the name, um, you know, that, that seems to actually be one of the more legit games in VR right now. Um, Oh, and a drift is pretty good, apart from when it you know takes control away from you and stuff like that. They say that's pretty good. Obviously, it's going to take time, but for now, don't charge like thirty quid for your demos, please. <laughs> for your tech demos, <laughs> just just I saw that and thought this is off-putting. Yeah, fair enough. Definitely. Well, I certainly wouldn't. Yeah, for someone who doesn't have a headset, you know, yeah. and someone who isn't buying into it, I saw that and thought. Nope. <laughs> You're not selling me. Yep. Uh, any more for any more? Nope. All right. News what, over. What you been playing? Who's going first this week? Rob always complains that he doesn't go first. <laughs> no, you, you did. In fairness, you did me first last time. <laughs> okay. In and the problem case... is, it's like, in, in some ways, for like a show flow perspective, I do all the talking for news, right? And right. Like, so maybe okay. you need to go to yourself or Zach, like straight, yeah. straight, straight after. Fair enough. Well, I can do myself quite quickly. I, I, did I say I finished? <laughs> do yourself. Do myself. I finished Firewatch or whatever. I don't know if I mentioned <laughs> that, but yeah, that was good. Ah, no, you didn't. Yeah, I recommend it. I mean, the ending. Um, kind of divides people i gather and it, it because it's kind of a bit of an anticlimax but i think that actually suited it really well and worked nicely for me is it it's like a got... like a mundanity thing yeah. like that, that 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 works given what that game is yeah i i think so um okay That's and cool. uh and it's quite a nice kind of melancholy ending so it's it's good um, well, I guess maybe depending on how you, you your choices, it might even be a bit different. But anyway, uh, cool. So recommend that. And uh, I don't know, carried on playing a bit of Burnout. <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, uh, that's cool. Um, no, I can't really report on, you know, I just haven't played Burnout for so long, but I'm not getting bored of repetitiveness of it yet. But I'm sure I probably will. That's the problem with it, right? But um, yeah, I think I got far enough in it to get like the biggest license, and that was where I right peeled off. Yeah, it's kind of annoying how it doesn't, it doesn't like... really have an end game, right? You can do no. everything in the world, but it's kind of up to you. Yeah, I guess. I think there might be a credit sequence when you get the best license, but you're, that doesn't mean you're done. That kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Um, oh yeah, Jet Set Radio briefly. Yeah, I wish, Radio. I wish Future was on. They should put Future on PC. That would be cool. Well, I'll, I'll just game. make make a bloody Jet Set Radio game. I mean, come on, Sega. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm the sure thing is, like, I, I check in with various emulation communities every now and then, like just to see what's happening on them. And like anything that always, with any statement that is ever made on the OG Xbox emulation scene, you know, any progress that's made. 
the question is always asked. So how's Jet Set Radio Future coming along? Yeah, that's like, all anyone cares in, about. In the em- yeah, in the emulation scene, everyone just wants Jet Set Radio Future. It's like, that's the thing. And it's like, Sega should just sidestep this, right? And just get straight to it and be all like, oh yeah, we just we, we released a PC version of it. There you go. Yeah, I mean, they did it out of nowhere with the original game, so I'm sure the original. probably one day they will. Um, I, I, like, I would buy it. Yeah, well, obviously. I, I mean, I Jet Set Radio, Radio, you know? I actually got Again. Jet Set Radio for free. It was free on Steam at one was point. It? Yeah. I, don't, I can't remember what the deal was, but it was oh, totally free. Oh, no. Actually, maybe I didn't buy it. Uh, was that part of the... Um, Sega had a weird weekend where some yeah. competition or something was going on, and if enough... Like, right. If enough support of certain... Like, there were tiers of rewards, and maybe Jet Set Radio was part of that. Maybe I didn't yeah. buy it. I'm pretty sure I got it for free somehow, <laughs> which is very unusual. It was just like, log into Steam now and get Jet Set Radio. It's free for like a day. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, so I could put a few things up. Like, uh, I think Hell Yeah was in that tier as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe if you have that, we'll know. Um, I already had a copy of that, so I can't. And also, I think a Golden Axe in the Mega Drive Classics right, yeah. was was in that pack as well. Not sure if they ever reached the other tiers. There were like other tiers of rewards, but I'm not sure they ever got there. Speaking of Sega releases, I saw while I was browsing. This isn't really anything I played, and it's not really news either. But while I was browsing around the 3DS store, I saw they they like Mario and Sonic at the Rio Olympics is coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we talked about that before when you didn't want to hear about the Nintendo Direct. I was <laughs> yes, exactly, but like. I, so I, while I was in, there in the store, I was like, oh, okay, let's watch this video and see how ridiculous bullshit it is. <laughs> sure. Naturally. So I watched it. And then once I finished watching it, I suddenly had the realisation that, I think I already knew this, I just like came to the realisation again. But it's just like, wait a minute, those aren't the Sonic Boom designs of the Sonic characters. No, right. They're yeah. still the old ones. But then when I thought about it even more, it was doubly weird because, so you have... For some reason, you have these two. You have the Mario team and the Sonic team, right? But that also includes villains as well. So you've got like Eggman and Bowser yeah, <laughs> mixed in there, and then like on the Sonic side, you've got some of the bad guys from Lost World, the, like those generic bad guys that they made up for that game. Oh, well, oh, whatever. That, oh, yeah, the, the <laughs> those guys, the Sinister Six yeah. or something. Yeah, whatever the fuck they were called. Man, yeah, I can't, it had, a, had a, an alliterative yeah. name and, and a number. Naturally. But, so it's like some of them were there. It's like, okay, now you're stretching. And, but then I realized that one of the other Sonic characters is that is fucking Sticks the Badger. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like wait, that is from, Lost, from Sonic Boom. Yeah, that is Boom. So I'm like, they haven't got the Sonic Boom designs for the main characters, but they do have something from Sonic Boom. So it's like... I mean, this game has been probably in development for a long time, relatively speaking, and it's also and like barely a real Sonic game in any case, mm. and it's clearly not not like canon <laughs> in any way. But it's just like, is Sega just going to realise that Sonic Boom is a big mistake and just get rid of all that? Apart from the new characters that they can steal <laughs> and convert so, to normal Sonic. I think we've talked about this before, but the weird thing is, is that the the Boom cartoon has done yeah, pretty but, well but, uh, for itself. The cartoon it's, could be separate. Yeah. They can still keep that style for the cartoon. Well, it's not like Sega have never done a spin-off cartoon that is nothing like any other universe before. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a weird, different style. Yeah. 
But is, is like, is this the first indication that so it's just going to go back to normal? <laughs> I don't. I don't have a problem with the, the design of the characters. Wasn't the problem with them? I have like it's a little. I think the design problem was slight. The design was slightly a problem. Well, yeah. Okay. Like knuckle, yeah, knuckles. Exactly. Like it he was the worst. Definitely really. annoyed people, but. <laughs> Even though it's almost more appropriate for his character, but well, except except it was only appropriate for the weird new character they created in Sonic Boom. Yeah, well, they made him even dumber. Yeah, yeah, he was never that dumb. No, he was pretty. Dumb, he was easily but, yeah. fooled. That yes. was it. Yes, he is ultra gullible. That's his character trait. So yeah, maybe get rid of. Get rid of dumb Sonic Boom, except for apparently we can't have enough Sonic characters, so we still have to have characters from Sonic Boom. I think, like, you know, <laughs> the sort of semi classic Sonic design is the one that's most recognizable, right? And this is a mascot game, yeah. So you throw in the mascots as their most recognizable. Sure, it's like why, why, like, Denim Mario hasn't become the normal, right? He's always just like his, 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 his outfit is always necess- just blue, if that's not necessarily despite the fact Denim Mario is cool. That's not necessarily because that wasn't recognisable as Mario though or like it was a weird design because it wasn't even a weird Sonic's still recognisable as Sonic in his boom form yeah but the the design was weird whereas the like Denim Mario was just basically a better texture on an exactly the same as usual Mario I guess (laughs) I mean Sonic's just wearing hand wraps now except not he's like all weird and lanky and the eyes are different in weird ways they've done lanky before though don't forget like lanky Sonic was like Sonic 06 as well Sonic Extent Sonic Adventure 2's version of Sonic is quite weird looking. Not that unusual. It's quite weird looking. I mean, he got slightly lankier than Sonic Adventure 1, I guess. Y- yes. Very much so. But I would have said that was like a bad design for Sonic. No, that, actually, a lot of it is because like they did, they tried doing some stuff with mouths that didn't really work. Inside of it too, the mouth animation is really bizarre. Wasn't that just a translation thing, though? No, the, no, the no. Classic, yeah, like, yeah, they, didn't bother, definitely they some, did bother reanimating the mouth. There's definitely timing issues, but it's because it's like central and like square. It's like it's, it's kind of strange. I don't think it was that strange. It's a bit strange. <laughs> it doesn't look as bad on the on some of the other characters. Sonic's is always 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 anyway. Yeah, not boom in Rio. Yeah. And apparently Lost World in Rio, but also characters from Sonic Boom. So it's just like making mine up. I think Sega would well, Sega would be advised to drop, um, to drop Boom as a game, but maybe keep it as a cartoon. Yeah, sure. I, I think that's they they'd be fine. But yeah. I, I don't. Although, I, it depends how well the cartoon is done and whether or not they think it, the license is savable. And then they'll try and put out another Boom game, but make it a Sonic game. <laughs> well, that's risky, though. I don't think you didn't even bother attaching Boom. The name... Sonic game names don't have any... There's no series apart from Adventure 1 and 2. <laughs> it's like, you don't need... Rush and Rush uh, Adventure. Okay, sure, but that's like a handheld. That's a different thing. <laughs> that's like an old school Sonic game. 1, 2, 3 and Knuckles. <laughs> that's just numbers. That's not... You don't need... You don't series. need Sonic Boom 1 and 2. It's the original series. You just be Sonic colon another dumb name. It's the original, just like they had Sonic Lost World. And so. It's the original trilogy and a half. Like, yeah, they don't need they don't need to make a boom two. They can just stick any other word on there. I mean, it's kind of a shame they wasted Sonic Boom on Sonic, a shit game. Sonic Drift, <laughs> Game Gear driving games. 
<laughs> they had a series of like two games. Because you know, Sonic Boom is a thing, but they wasted it. Mm. How is how it haven't been a game up to this point is the real question. <laughs> what were they doing? It was real obvious. What, the name Sonic Boom. Yeah. yeah. You could do like I mean shot, they used it in that song at the start of the Sonic C D. <laughs> Sonic Boom. Sonic C D too. Do time travel. Well, that would make even less sense because it's not on the CD any longer. Sonic, <laughs> Sonic DVD, Sonic Blu-ray, <laughs> Sonic Blu-ray, <yeah. laughs> Sonic DLC. But yeah, they don't. I don't know why they felt the need to. I don't know why they. I mean, again, this is like a ridiculous spin-off that's in no way canon in any way, and probably Sega don't give a shit about it. Nor should we. Nor should we. <laughs> but like. Why would you bother even bringing back any of the characters from those other games into a Sonic universe where you already have so many fucking characters? They bought the birds from Sonic Riders back. Sure, yeah, that too. I mean, they're at least decent characters, right. even if they're like not developed in any way. They're generic. Yeah, they're just generic Sonic characters in a world full of far too many Sonic guys. We hadn't had birds of attitude though before. Yeah, I guess we had. Yeah, I guess they feel they feel like the punky attitude role of the Sonic universe because there was really, apart from Sonic, <laughs> there wasn't really that much of that. And they, they sort of already fly, so, you know, hoverboards. <laughs> that didn't make very much sense. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like, if you want to... They made two of those. They made two Rider games. No, they made one, and then they tried to make one. <laughs> <laughs> and they made three. Okay, yeah, they, they, they technically made three. Although, let's not count free ride. No, exactly. That doesn't count as a game because it didn't actually function. <laughs> you no. Know. You couldn't play it. No, <laughs> so yeah. it's not a game. So yeah, that was weird. Sonic. Okay. God damn it, Sonic. Just get good again. Get good, man. Oh, wait. Hang on. I've changed my mind. They can make... <laughs> They can make Sonic series that have numbers, providing the next one is Generations 2. <laughs> Damn right they can. There you go. <laughs> now you can have the same name again. Here's the thing, though. With, like, Generations 2 would be awesome, but do you really want them to retread the bits of games they didn't tread in Generations 1? Yes. Because like, that's what that is. Because they failed to tread some quite good parts in Generation 1. Yeah, sure. But... Their selection of levels was only adequate. <laughs> and they, they, they didn't really double down on their whole DLC no. thing. They said, like, they made a big deal of like, yeah, we've built the game for DLC and then made a pinball. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was bad. I mean, seriously, if you're going to make, if you're going to make a game with a Sonic 4, that's technically a series. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a two-part series. Yeah. If you're going to make a game which allows you to reuse those ideas, but in, it's like, they basically, you make an engine and then you're just making, you're basically making exactly the same level style. It's like probably the tools you use to make a generations level is just like, you might as well be making it with white blank canvas like polygons and then you just map a texture onto it. That's pretty much all you have to do to make a Sonic Generations and like one set piece that's slightly different. Mm. <laughs> You could make every single Sonic level ever in Generations. Probably good. Wouldn't be that yeah. much effort, theoretically, because you've already made the actual gameplay part. 
I mean, they wouldn't be as impressive, probably, I guess, to just make the same thing over and over. That's why the set pieces were important. You had to have the chemical plant pipes and... It, it, it pulled it. It's already pulled in like the more famous stuff, but not really. Not come on, Sky Sanctuary. Any other level from Sky Sanctuary was a good level. Though. It was a good level, but it wasn't the most iconic level of that series. What would you have had, like Mushroom Hill or Flying Battery? Or like, Flying Battery would have been rad. Yeah, yeah, that would be cool. But it, there isn't really a level like that is that they didn't really do one of those mechanical of like, levels yeah yeah i suppose planet wisp gets closer i mean that was why that was the other problem where it was like you had too many levels that were like green hill you had green hill you had sky Sanctuary, you had planet wisp it was like all these like open land they did spagonia and they could have done the greek level yes from, but they did Sp- they, they did spagonia and city escape <laughs> and it's just like come on <laughs> they're quite different but it's basically a town Choose cool. some of the more weird. But side they had of to levels. do Spagonia because Spagonia was the one that <laughs> was the one good game. level of. <laughs> yeah. Of oh no, no, there's a lot of good levels in Unleashed, <laughs> but that one is probably the best. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, sorry. Sorry. <sighs> we got sidetracked. Yeah. So how did you find finding Jet Set Radio the original? Because you didn't play the original. Well, the it's time. like no, I didn't. So it's like Future, but much more awkward. <laughs> Basically, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I, I probably won't carry on with it, but it, it, I was surprised how the visual oh, no, style it. and, it's not very and long. Like, music and everything is pretty much the same, <laughs> or yeah. like a lot you of should, it is you, there. I probably will you carry finish on it because it. it's not it's not very long. Oh, cool. Like, That's cool. Actually, it was that was one of the more like disappointing things about the game when about I picked it, it up right. back in the Dreamcast age. It was just like, oh wow, okay, no, no, I'm actually this is I'm actually done. Right, this is over. But like, future, future was not again. bad in terms of length. No, future had, a, future. future had a good length. Yeah, yeah, future was pretty good. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, let's move on. To, we should have Zach for sure. <laughs> what you've been playing, man? Okay. Not Sonic. No, I haven't been playing that much of interest. Yeah, not Sonic. I, I worked, my fucking Steam partition was full again because Dirt Rally updated it. It needed 17 oh, yeah. gigs did, of space. Yeah. I know it's that. Did they actually add 17 gigs? That was what I was it's... thinking because it's like, that can't be a 17 gig addition. No, because I read the patch notes and it's basically like they added telemetry. And a few cars. And a few cars. It's did like, they like replace the binaries or something? Like replace yeah, the I was like, that can't be actually plus 17 gigs. It must just be... It's because they brought it in line with the console, console version. Yeah, that must yeah. be it. I guess they did add Pike's Peak full gravel. Uh, so maybe that's it. Right? Yeah, that yeah. could be quite a few gigs there. It's 17? <laughs> well, they about 17. It could be quite a few. And I guess they also did add, like, actually quite a few cars because there's the whole new two different classes of Rallycross cars. Oh, is it? Because it adds a progression to Rallycross now, so you don't just have to buy into the most expensive ones. I've still never done Rallycross or Pike or Hill Climb in that game. No, um, barely have. So yeah, my Steam partition was full because of that. Well, no, before that, <laughs> there wasn't 17 gigs free, so I couldn't install that patch. It was really awkward because that was the exact moment I wanted to play Dirt Rally. Because <laughs> I've been trying to do the Giant Bomb Dirt Rally League, and I and as always, I left it until the last day before the league ticked over. And I was like, okay, it's Wednesday. It's my dirt rally day. <laughs> Let's go in. And it was like, oh, dirt rally needs to update. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that was inconvenient timing for me. But I 
managed to. So I, I came to the same point of Sonic where it's just like, I looked down my Steam list, went, where the fuck is all my space going? Yeah. Because <laughs> there's nothing here that seems big. And then I was like, well, I could move Sonic Gener- I could like move Sonic Generations into backup because that's 10 gigs. But what if I want to play Sonic Generations? Because it's such a convenient game to play. I do. It, it's. I haven't touched it in quite a long while, but it's still on my hard disk just for that moment where I need a Sonic fix. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 sort of like the the DS games where it's just like you just slap them in and run for a level when you feel the need. And it's just... I'd be quite happy to just go play Sonic One, right, and play Green Hill Zone, and they go, there you go. I just play through that zone, and it's like I've got my Sonic fix. I'm no, I don't know. That might not be enough. It's just Green Hill Zone. It's like yeah. it's like thirty seconds in some cases. Oh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the, the, the original Green Hill though is so good though. <laughs> so yeah, I didn't delete Sonic, but I came close. Mainly because I was just like, "Where the fuck are the big files?" Then, then I couldn't work it out because it's like there's 200 gigs in there. Actually, there's only 175 because of the way Steam has a whole bunch of other crap, and there's like my fucking fall, like Fallout and Skyrim mods occupy a different folder in that position. Oh, sure. so. yeah. So I was like, oh, 175 gigs, where's all this going? So in the end, I just had to fucking move Just Cause Free off there because I couldn't find anything that was big enough to free up 17 gigs. <laughs> Uninstall games. Do what I do. But that, that's Finish what I was doing, <laughs> essentially. There's nothing on my list. That's... Wait, 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 wait. Did you check your Origin? Because you've probably still got the Battlefields installed. Origin's all a separate petition. Oh, okay. It's my, it's my Steam petition. All that's on there is Steam. Ah, all right. <laughs> And I was like, there's nothing in here that's actually big. There's Just Cause 3, which was easily the biggest, because that's like 50 gigs, of course. And then it was like, well, there's TF2, I guess. That's 20 gigs, but I'm never going to delete that. 20 gigs isn't that big, actually. No, exactly. And then there's like Sonic Generations is 10. And and what? That's like it. That's all the big games that I really have installed. I guess there's... I think Fallout 4 we've still installed, so that's probably the other big one. Oh, yeah, that must be massive. That's probably not as big as Just Cause 3, I wouldn't have thought. <laughs> Similar, but probably not as big. Way more audio. <laughs> yes, but not as much detail, mm. somehow. So, yeah, I didn't play that. I played Dirt Rally, so, yeah, I did that. It was a fun time, because the, the first... They've now started a multi-week season, so it's actually going to carry over the points. Oh, I see. Because they were all individual before. So then the first week of this was the fun times of rear-wheel drive group B cars on Sweden and Monaco. Get oh. ready for snow. <laughs> Ugh, that sounds the worst. It was pretty difficult, although I eventually discovered a technique, which was to, was to only use about a third of the throttle. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, so somehow I was still setting the best time on Sweden using one-third throttle, which I guess goes to show, look, like, why do you avoid spinning out <laughs> top yeah. times? yeah. <laughs> Drive careful. It worked pretty well. But then I fucked my times up once I got to Monaco. Because as soon as I reached Monaco, I was like, well, now I can push it a bit more, right? And it's like, nope. <laughs> sure can't. Mainly because mainly because it was a Monaco stage where it was snowing, which is basically the equivalent of rain. It makes, it makes it much less grippy. And I hadn't fully adjusted for that. So I was like, well, I've fucked up my times now. But then when I got to the last two stations, one guy was like, oh, I've worked it out again. Two-thirds throttle. <laughs> <laughs> Group B rear-wheel drive isn't as bad as it sounds, as it turns out. 
they're not as ridiculous to drive as you think. <laughs> so I did. Yeah, that. I don't know about that. Well, they don't. They don't seem to be as like prone to spinning out as the normal rear-wheel drive cars, like the seventy ones. Like yeah, you yeah. can, you can put as put a lot more power down a lot quicker without the rear just going out as quickly in the Group Ds, huh. which is kind of weird. Maybe the wheel, maybe they've got because they've got so much more power, the wheels just spin. <laughs> like maybe. I mean, you have to be careful. You have to like pull up the power slowly. <laughs> On the, and on the looser surfaces, you have to account for it and everything. But they don't, they, they, they don't seem to be quite as easy to spin. And I, you know, at some point, I was even using handbrakes on turns in in the Group B real drives, and it was still working. Which normally, if you try that in the seventies, <laughs> that would just fuck you right yeah, up. Spin, just spin out proper. <laughs> that freaking seventies Lancia Stratos is just ludicrous. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, I also noticed that the, the the car that they added in that patch to the '60s is a rear-wheel drive. So the '60s is no longer all front-wheel drive. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> kind of weird. I would have thought they would have kept it like that to make it like because front-wheel drive is the sort of easier starting, easier than rear-wheel drive anyway. <laughs> I don't think I should go back to. Don't worry, mainly to see if they now that they, the patch notes sound like you know one point one is actually sort of semi final. Yeah, like you know they're not doesn't they're not making it sound like they're going to be doing much if any more work on the game. Yeah, um, that whether or not they actually got around to fixing like my wheel or my, whether like my sidewinder. <laughs> well, your like, mystery problem. Yeah. that I don't have even though we use the same wheel. Yeah, well, again. <laughs> I, the Windows Seven, Windows Ten difference must be the thing. Right? Yeah, presumably. Um, the window, the driver just doesn't work so good in Ten. But yeah, if it's a driver problem, then there's, it's not going to be fixed. And there's no solution. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, I might give it another go just for that. See if it's all right, and you know, maybe buy a rally cross car <laughs> if you can afford it. Probably can. Decent dailies. Yeah, seems right. I think I sort of fell off that game. I don't know. It's like. <laughs> Because you didn't really get into it, because you were holding not... it, you were holding it back because you were worried about things changing. Well, yeah, but then it came out, and we did the Happy Sad League for a bit, and well, that was even before. It... Well, no, no, that was that, that was after launch, yeah, just yeah. barely. Um, I, I, I don't know. I'm just not a massive fan of most of the courses. Like I don't know, they're just a little bit too awkward, a little bit too. What's the point. I know, but it's just that doesn't make it that fun. I was also annoyed when I went, when I, uh, normally after I'd done the giant bomb thing, I'm like, I'll do the daily as well so I could at least earn some money because obviously don't get any money from participating in the player set, player run league. Sure, yeah. So I was like, I might as well just do the daily so I can, could just put a little bit of money into my account. But the daily on this last one was Pikes Peak, but it's, you have to do two runs. <laughs> Right, so it's quite a long one. Yeah, so it's like, well, this is another half an hour I'm playing because <laughs> I've got to do Pikes Peak twice. Which kind of sucks. I, want the day I only want dailies that are short stages. One short stage. That would be, be sufficient. Yeah, a quick three or four minute run or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So there's that. <laughs> um, I guess I played Rocket League quite a lot. Yeah, Rob didn't for some My, reason. Well, I joined you for a bit. Rob fucking played Bridge Constructor a bunch a while, while I was playing Rocket League. 
What? Oh, I didn't even see that. Well, you didn't look at them, then, oh, did you? Oh, I, I saw up. that. <laughs> I messed up. What was I doing? That was funny. Well, basically, like, Noam was being quite loud in the room. It was getting quite late at night. I didn't think I had, like, much more than an hour to play a game before, I'd, you know, like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> All right, fine. Yeah. Like, so I thought, I really couldn't think of something to do on my PC. So, I thought, so you like, played Brisbane's right? I thought, I God thought, damn it. I thought, like, like, let's see. I was pretty close to the end of the main campaign. Let's see if I can get myself to, uh, <laughs> like, get close to that 50% achievement mark. God damn it. <laughs> I know. I know. I got a problem. Yes, you do. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> so, yeah, I played more regularly. That game sucks, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I know it does. That's why you need to stop. I'm not, I don't have a problem with the physics constructed genre, but that's not a good one. It's not, it's not a good one. The physics are inconsistent. Like, you can build a symmetrical bridge and the right side will always be under stress. It's freaking symmetry. Oh, dear. Was... That's not good. What would you recommend playing if, if from the genre that you can actually play? Well, I haven't kept up with it recently, no. but there have been there's better a ton ones. of them yeah, there's, been, there's actually been several recent ones, even. Yeah, world significantly of better than Bridge Constructor. Play World of Goo, right? That's not, yeah. that's not new. No, but any it's probably still the best. And also, that's not really the same thing because World yeah. of Goo doesn't really have the idea of bridge physics in the same way as real life. No, well, no, no, definitely not. <laughs> it works on this weird spongy physics that is specific to the goo. Does yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I played Rocket League, and then things are getting. It, I'm still confused by like why I keep changing my style of play and it works. I'm just like, what? Now I'm playing sort of more up front. You're playing way more offense than you normally Somehow do. that's still working for me, even though I didn't think that was something I was good at. I think it's upset our balance a little. Like, I don't think we, we played as good. I don't know. I think it's still like. I can start to see the idea of like where people get pissed off with about goalies, but no, because you still need someone. There's, so, there's like, too many circumstances where a random shot can go off. Yeah, and I score them all the time from the other end of the pitch, yeah. straight to the goal. It's your <laughs> primary method of scoring, as we said. <laughs> it's just like, that's why you have a goalkeeper. But it's uh, I can, I play, like, now I play this, it's like, I, I was playing a game where some guy was like, oh, this would be a lot more fun if this guy ever left goal. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, fuck you, except I didn't say that. Most I know. people that send text in their game, most, <laughs> are just asked. Well, obviously. Because that's they're the only people that would type. But so he said that. I only, I only type in response. <laughs> so I don't. And then I tell you not to, because it's dumb. Never respond. Yeah, don't okay. feed the trolls, etc. <laughs> You'll try and play anti-troll. <laughs> yeah, for that you can't. You can't. You can't win against trolls. That's the whole point. Troll, yeah, troll. No, doesn't work. <laughs> doesn't work. Yeah. So pay he the said, troll toll if you want to enter that boys' hole. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so he said that, and it was a game where, well, a it was a game we won. <laughs> yeah. The, well, didn't we last night? We had some guy basically going, "Oh, please uninstall the game." Yeah. And he was on our team. And we were winning! And we were scoring more than him. Yeah, he was the worst player on our team. Oh, boy. And then he quit. Yeah. Man, quitters are still the biggest problem yep, in that game. Still. Fuck everything else. Just quitting players is the worst. But, like, so that guy said that on a game where we were winning, and I 
I was playing quite like I was playing in my new style where I'm not entirely in goal all the time. Mm. And I was getting up there and doing things. And it's just like he was complaining about the rotation, which is, you know, the thing sure. yeah. where they're like, oh, play rotation, bitches, don't just sit in goal. And it's like, I. I think that now I almost do play rotation. I just play incredibly deep rotation. It's like I'm not mm. in the goal, but I'm not like over midfield. No, but I'm there. That's not that's the region that you need to be in to play a defensive semi goalkeeping position because otherwise you can't get back fast. See, enough. in some respects, I think my game has got worse as I've been trying to mix fly. Up, mix up. <laughs> well, that too. I can't. I just cannot get the flying right. I do not. I, I'm always too late to it. I, I still, I don't understand. No, um, I just don't understand. Seems like it. Um, and even when I get it right, I'm still beaten to it, or it sandwiches in the wrong direction. That I don't understand. <laughs> and it's like, but I got there. How did that come off negatively? Son of a bitch. Uh, that kind of stuff, which really winds me up. So I've been rotten out. The targeting's getting better slowly, but it just never worked out. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. It, and so, but yeah, alternatively, I'm, like my rotation tactic, it's like I'm trying to predict, like, all right, they're going to counter this one. Yeah, we can't win. I mean, this. That's basically we the can't idea, win, isn't it? <laughs> we can't win this particular fight. Let's back off. And then the ball still goes over my head. In like in the predictions, it's like, oh damn it! There's no way I could have predicted that or reacted to that fast enough. Well, it's because there's there's that's the like. That's the thing that I get wrong, but I get it wrong in the other direction. I jump to predict a block shot, but then it goes along the ground. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I'm better at predicting the air shots, but then when it doesn't go in the air, it totally fucks me because I'm miles in the air. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm in a sort of bad way with that game at the moment. I don't know. I mean, last time that we played with Kiffers, he seems to have got quite a lot better. Recently, yeah, really. Like he's got quite, he's getting confident at flying now, which was weird because he never tried it before. Almost, oh, no. yeah. it was just like that's strange. I don't know how he did that. Apparently, he went into the flying training and did some of that. And I'm like, wow, that's that's an unusual commitment. <laughs> I tried that stuff. That doesn't really help. No, I don't think it does either. But you know, <laughs> it's a start, I guess. But so yeah, I don't know. But, like. It continues to be strange that I still feel like it's developing new techniques, even though I see every time that I think I've found a technique that works, it's like, yeah, that does work, but then somehow I can do this completely different thing and that still works. (laughs) It's still dependent on teams. That is the main problem with all of these tactics. You need a team that synergizes because otherwise it doesn't work at all. Like I've had several games where it's like, this team is just, they're not bad. It just doesn't work as a team. And we completely fail at actually doing anything at all. Wow. It's like a real sport. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I didn't really play any more ranked or anything. I just played more. I kept thinking, the trouble that I have with ranked is that I always want to warm up, but then I just keep playing warm ups. <laughs> <laughs> I just forget to stop. And, you know, at some point, I don't want. <laughs> It's the classic problem of, like, I don't want my rank to go up. I want to play against these same people. 
But yeah. that, it's getting to the, the point. The problem is that I have that with the casual. Yeah. Because it even match makes you against your experience. And it's like, I, yeah. don't, want the, I don't want that. It's getting to it's, the point where now my casual rank is so high that, like, now I have to start playing rank because my rank rank is, like, a lower tier than my casual rank. I think my problem is, is I play, I've played a lot of hours, but I'm way more infrequent than most people. Right. Like, so at my level of experience... I think people are better because they've sort of, I don't know, they burst it, maybe? Or something like that. Because I don't, I feel outmatched where I am on, in the games we play. I'm, I'm not at the level of the games we are playing. Yeah, but you're getting dragged up by, you're getting put in games that are more like my level because it's countering for my level most of the time. But then, yeah, it doesn't seem to, maybe, but it, then it doesn't drag down. So well, it trouble... should be dragging you down, right, as well. Well, no, but that, you can't, Dragging down in Rocket League would be way worse than dragging up because if is you, it, if uh, you, what, it, I don't think it's any worse in any direction. Well, no, I it's think having I, having having one person who's way more skillful than everyone else would just make it no fun for all of those people, rather than no fun for one person who's worse than the rest of everyone. If you see what I mean, to a point. I mean, I, at one point when I was trying to matchmake into a chaos game, which always takes forever because there's not really enough people playing chaos. It went through the whole matchmaking thing where it was like looking for looking for matches in all skill levels because <laughs> it got to the bottom of the matchmaking queue and it's like it's so unfamiliar. And I got matched into a game where it was like two teams that were all pro and semi pro and then me. Well, my problem is, is <laughs> and it was like oh, I'm slightly overmatched here. <laughs> I can just completely destroy everyone. Well, my problem is, is that experience isn't skill. No, that is that, the main they've problem. Made that classic problem. That's it's not the same thing. But there's no way to solve that problem is the trouble. Because well, yeah, there is. Is you, you put a skill level on it. You do you, <laughs> well, no, the you solution, do Xbox True the Skill solution. from the original OG, like Xbox Live days. But then the solution is we only play ranked, because that's what that's meant to be. I guess. <laughs> and maybe we should. But you know, you kind of always want the, the team of three. Yes. You don't you actually want teams, as we discussed previously, even if it's a team of two in a free play game, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> But no, I think doing that for casual, I think I, I just think that's a mistake. Like you either don't rank it at all, or you put skill ranking in. Experience ranking is always the wrong way. The, the wrong way. Yeah. Uh, and in fairness, that's what Call of Duty does. I think I think that experience ranks. Yeah. But then again, I don't think Call of Duty does that very hard. If you know what I mean. It, <laughs> well, Call of Duty. It will do a very a lot of very, Call of Duty seems a bit weak. It's, it's totally guess. random, right? Yeah. yeah, like for the most part, it'll do like a cursory, or it claims it's doing a cursory scan, shall we say, of like balance. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm kind of more okay with that than I am Rocket League's way of doing it. Well, it's because there's less players in Rocket League, so it makes yeah. it more obvious. When yeah, it's, well, it's sort of more important to get it right in Rocket League, and they haven't. Not in casual. I think ranked is fine. Well, because yes, you know. that's how ranked works. In yeah. theory. Not when you've been playing it as long as I have, and you're just like, I'm not as good as these people anymore. It's... Yeah, there's no, re- there's no real way around it for us unless we start playing, unless we avoid, unless we leave Kippers out of our rank freeze, or we start playing doubles, which I just I, I I'm don't intrigued like to try it. We haven't played it since launch, right? Yeah, but I just don't think doubles is like a, it doesn't allow for enough actual team work Dan we need you <laughs> what about <laughs> to decide this we need you we, need, well, no, no. we just need you in yeah. 
Like, okay, yeah, get you, okay. Get you in. But I'm going to be. We need you as our kipper substitute. I don't care. Yeah. Like, as long as we have a team that we know and we're all chatting, that's way better than just. All right. Even well, if you feel like you're going to suck. I'm sure we'll get there. We need you in. So, yeah, that's Rocket League. It continues to be a thing. Ugh. Hoops. Yeah, that Hoops still hasn't coming. happened yet. Hoops 30th, supposedly. Yeah. I was kind of disappointed by what that looks like. What, 2v2, short, small, small stadium? Well, the fact that it's 2v2 for a start, yeah, obviously that's... Well, they're going of... for the NBA Jam thing. <laughs> yeah, but NBA Jam is only a, is only a 2v2 because <laughs> they could technologically manage more than 2v2. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> and also because, you know, in basketball, 2v2 is like, that makes a sense as a sort of small small court game. Yeah, you know. makes sense as a sort of a mini version of. But in in Rocket League, that's why I don't like doubles because it always feels like it should be three three. But the actual thing that I think was like, I don't understand why they made the ramp at the bottom of the hoop. Oh, I haven't seen that because it looks like. Well, I assume it's a ramp, but it looks like it's got a curve up onto the edge of the hoop from ground level. Maybe but it's too also to do without it, I don't know. Well, the thing is, I I can't tell just by looking at it how it works, which is why this is a problem. But it has the ramp coming up from the ground to the edge of the hoop. There's flat ground inside the hoop at ground level, so if you get inside the hoop, you can sit at ground level. Okay. So then I was wondering whether how do you get out? Yeah, yeah exactly. That, then I was wondering whether that because of that, the ramp only affects the ball. Oh, like wow, you can okay. drive at ground level under the hoop, but the ball will go up the ramp if it's traveling next yeah, to it. Interesting. It's like that could theoretically work, but I don't. If you're going to make a basketball game in rugby, make it all fucking areas. Make it no ramps. Don't cheap it out. <laughs> don't let you just punt it up there and then only have to do one area. Make you give it into the air. This might be exactly what I need. Actually, thinking about it, the all aerial. <laughs> the all area training, training yeah. yeah, I guess. So I don't know. That seems weird, and yeah, it's it's just another mode. Who's really going to play that that much? It's like hockey, it's fun for a while. Fun. It's interesting to experiment with, but it's not it's not Rocket League. <laughs> I guess it's not the main mode, like Rocket Labs, <laughs> which they're adding a map to. Yes, Rocket Labs. I mean, if Will those maps make it into regular rotation? Probably. No. no. <laughs> Labs is such a different thing. I don't know. Well, it depends whether they decide that Rocket Labs will be a thing that they're just going to keep as that. But then but then, if they were to keep adding more maps, then that rotation becomes too long is the trouble. I don't think that's a problem in Labs. Like In Labs, like chuck, chuck as many weird and wonderful things as you want in there. Yeah, but if you can't, the variety is what makes the labs its thing, right? That's why it's its thing. It's but if uh, you can't always, if you can't play the maps that you want, then that's going to not make people play it. It's the same. It's the quitter problem all over again, like with Wasteland, even where it's like, oh, Wasteland's gone out, everyone quits, mm. <laughs> or some people quit, not everyone. Yeah. Most people have got over that with Wasteland. Yeah, Wasteland's fine. <laughs> always was fine. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, it's, Rush plan. it's just like, <laughs> sorry, it's like, I can sort of feel Dan dying. Yeah, I know. But that's how yeah. it always goes in my section of talking. Not always. Well, it depends what I've been playing. Yeah, exactly. And, um, you know, I haven't been playing anything of interest to Dan, I guess. I've played some more Factorio. 
Wow. Nice. Now it's in early access, you mean? No, not because of that. Oh, I suppose you did that before. Yeah, we, we played the multiplayer when once it hit early access, yeah. but I went back and played it myself. I also tried installing some mods to see if I, you know, see if I could mix it up a bit. And it sort of, it sort of worked, but the trouble is that it's the, it's the sort of puzzle, it's, it's the sort of puzzle game problem applied into Factorio where like you're, you, you solve the puzzle of how to make a thing and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, then you're done. So it's like I can install this new mod that make that like changes the whole like processing tree for the ores. So it's like you don't just mine it, shove it the furthest and get a steel get an iron plate now. It's like the mines produce other items like gravel and dirt and like you know, non-ore related components, so you have to filter them off. And then like the actual processing to make the iron ore you can you can shove it in a furnace and get a plate, but that's like really inefficient. So there's like two more steps where you can like further process the ore. So it creates this whole new thing that you have to build and work out how to do. But then presumably you just build it. Yeah. And then once you've worked it down, it's like, well, that's the end of that mod, I guess. (laughs) I can keep it and just have that always be there. But now I know what I'm trying to do. I've already solved the puzzle. One of those things, do some of those, like would a mod like that slow down the flow of the game to the point to make like the other stuff like the aliens and stuff more of a problem because it's going to take you longer to build that stuff to get the other stuff and... sort of except except for like mean... a slightly harder mode is that what it <laughs> well for, i mean firstly it's not like the aliens are that much of a problem regardless i guess mm. and secondly that it like in my case it slowed it down so much that i wasn't really making that much pollution to make the aliens attack me because okay. it's like it's such an early point in the game, the first like extracting the ore phase, sure. that it's like I have I haven't got this whole factory that uses tons of ore. I've just got this little mini factory that's making the basics, so I don't need all this extra ore that this that goes through this process. It's just it makes it slower because I'm not getting as many plates per ore in the early game, but I'm yeah. also not extracting them as fast, so I can't make that much more pollution. To make the enemies more dangerous. I still don't. I think I've had this problem since you started talking about Factorio, but I don't really see how the game has legs. Right, once you've done everything once. Well, it probably doesn't because they haven't. But maybe that's the trick. Most people don't like you know as they bumble their way through it. That's what. Well, it's because there's... keeps them hooked for a while. Because it's like I don't know how to do this thing yet. Well, yeah, there's that, sure. The first playthrough, and then, well, and you know, you can get two or three playthroughs out of that because you're like refining your ideas. Yes. That's still a yeah. process. But I think, like, the main, the main thing about it is just like there's not, there's not a structure beyond, like, there's, like, the map doesn't matter. Is sure. basically the big problem for long, long activity. And like, if you go through the campaign where it's these pre-made maps that are very specifically laid out in a certain way to fit the objectives, it's like that makes it more interesting because you're limited and like, mm. and the map is part of that limit. Whereas when you've got just a big open randomly generated map, it's just like, well, this is the same as every other randomly generated map. Do you think it might benefit from like, Steam Workshop like scenario designers. Sure, I mean it has a scenario maker in it, so yeah. they could do that in theory. But it's they. I mean the scenario making tools are kind of rubbish, so mm. that that would have to change before that would be become a relatively easy thing to do. But also, it's just like in some ways, it's limited by the game doesn't really care about the map either. 
it's like from a gameplay perspective, you might as well be playing in like a big empty room with some aliens in it. Because <laughs> mm. it's done like the, like, I mean, it's like all sand makes you walk slower. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much irrelevant. Yeah. And like, I mean, trees absorb pollution. That's nice, but also irrelevant in the long term because you're going to make more pollution than trees can handle at some point. <laughs> might make the start of the game a bit easier. Maybe. Yeah. Shields you a little bit. But yeah, the landscape is basically irrelevant. And also the other problem with the landscape is because it's flat, there's nothing, there's no, there's no other landscape obstacles apart from water. It's like, it's either land or water. There's nothing. Oh, there's no, no, not even a hill. No, there's no like. Or even just a hill texture, like, no, no, like CNC's old hills. Well, I mean, there is like rocks that get in the way and you can't get rid of them. Mm. Apart from you can, you just shoot them with a gun and they explode. They don't explode, they just disappear. <laughs> <laughs> but you do shoot them with a gun. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. That like what I was thinking is like you almost want it would be incredibly complicated to do, but you almost want a mod that like randomizes the factory. <laughs> so it's like you when you every new ore patch you go to is like, okay, this one's iron ore, but it's iron ore that's like modified in this certain way where it's like you have to process it slightly differently for this specific ore patch. So it's like you have to solve the puzzle every time. And like and it's new and all different every time. Mm. It'd be incredibly complicated to do, but that would definitely be like make it more replayable, I guess. Because yeah. you wouldn't be solving it in exactly the same way every time. But I don't know if you you know I was thinking because in, in this mod that I'm using, iron has a different chain from copper. So, like, iron goes through a different process to extract the most out of it than copper does. Okay. And the copper one involves, like, liquids as well, which the iron one doesn't. So it's, like, it uses the pipes as well as the conveyors rather than all conveyors or whatever. It's, like, so that's sort of interesting, but, you know... Again, there's a way to do it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, like, if you could if you could only randomise it somehow... Yeah. <laughs> it would be incredibly weird... Well, you always want it coming up with new materials. Yeah, it's, it's like, this is iron ore, but this is a different kind of iron ore. It's much more difficult got... to get the iron out of. If it was like, perhaps it's an impurity thing, right? Like, if the if the if like this ore has this crap in it that you need to I deal mean, with. sure, but then at a certain... It's because at a certain point you're just basically getting iron out of it. There's only one process for getting iron, I guess. I guess, but then like maybe the, what you said, like if you get gravel and dirt and stuff out of this mine, you then have to do something with that. Well, that is sort of the other problem. Like, could that be the problem? You end up with a sort of waste management. Well, that is like, sort of the other problem with Factoria is like you can just shove it all in a chest. At a certain point, every item is just an item uh, and it just goes in a chest. Well, there's no like stack limits or there like are that. but they're quite generous yeah because i would like maybe like making harsh requirements as i say you've got all this dirt you've got to go it's got to go somewhere well that was the other it's... that was the other mod that i was imagining could make this whole mod even more extensive would be like some kind of spoil heat for mechanic where it's mm-hmm. like you have to put it on the landscape but that's not really that mm-hmm. interesting or complicated it's just like you build a building and then all the crap no, goes out. You kind of almost want the impurities to be dangerous in some way, right? Like if they get, oh, we this, the stuff that comes out, you can't do anything with it, but it's explosive if it gets shot by aliens. <laughs> I guess. But then again, yeah, like I said, the aliens aren't a problem, so that's not actually... No, but that's what I mean. You need, you need something to create more danger. or I mean, the, the rat... A problem that you have to deal with dynamically. It was an idea that I'd thought about just in 
in sort of crafting games in general, like Minecraft or whatever, this, the idea of randomization I'd sort of come up with it before. But like, what you want is like the different materials that act similar but slightly different and have a different process and it can be randomized. Like when you have iron and it makes iron plates, it's like what if you replace the iron with titanium and it like it gives you a different bonus or something. Like it's functionally the same. Like it, you can build the same stuff out of it, mm. but it like gives you a stat bonus or something and has a different process to extract it. So it's like, oh, this titanium building is faster because it's more sturdy or something. I don't know. It's like if you could have that random randomized resource extrapolate into the whole process, it would give you a reason to like specifically extract that resource. And if the process to extract it was randomized, I don't know. It's a big yeah, mess. Yeah, that's real difficult. It'd be yeah. real difficult to do, but it'd be cool. That's my idea for a game. That is literally my idea for a game. <laughs> is to make a game where not anymore. <laughs> is to make a game where like the, the periodic table is randomized, so you can come across a, like an ore of something and be like, "What the fuck is this?" And then you actually have to work out its physical properties in order to know what it's useful for. Mm. Like, no, this is like lead because it's super heavy, but it's also really conductive, like gold. Maybe I can use that. Yeah, there's a logic to that, but then. How on earth do you define the things? That yeah, that's the problem. The actual yeah. random generation part of that is incredibly complicated because you're basically at a certain point you're just building physics. Yeah, it's like oh, conductivity and weight and heat transfer. <laughs> we could make laptops, but they'll weigh a ton, so they'll be like underwater laptops, <laughs> like because they sink. Yes, <laughs> like most laptops don't. Clearly, they'll sink faster because <laughs> <laughs> that's how it works. <laughs> So yeah, Factorio played quite a lot more of it, relatively speaking. But you know, I've been listening to podcasts again, so <laughs> that's the crossover there. Nice. Right. It's a convenient way to be listening to a podcast and spending time doing a thing that's not that complicated and takes time. And that was mostly what I played. I think I've also been continuing to play Fire Emblem, the old one, because I'm not done with that run through again. Sure, and I've got to the I've got to the point of getting all the children back in, and yeah. and you know they're all super overpowered as they always were. Yeah, I didn't entirely min max it, but I got closer. Hmm. <laughs> so like on the second run through, I, like on the first run through, I sort of knew that it was a thing, so I sort of looked at the guides and vaguely went in logical directions. It's like, I don't want to make children that are inherently bad, but maybe I don't necessarily want the best. Right, I see. But you then, have to keep it more tactical, I'll, I'll just... And, well, it's, and it's like, who seems like they have a good relationship, like, through the story? I you did it socially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. semi-socially. I was like, these guys still don't go together because they make a bad child, but these guys have a decent enough relationship, let's go with that. <laughs> but this time through, I went a bit more mid-maxi, where I was like, okay, what are the actual ones that give you the best stats? But I didn't min-max the skills because min-maxing the skills seems really boring because there's basically two skills and you just give them to everyone you possibly can. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because <laughs> there's two skills that basically are super game-breaking and if you give them to as many children as you can, it makes all of them super overpowered. Which are they? 
There's one which may, where when you kill an enemy, you move again. So you basically get two turns <laughs> per turn. Right, okay. Does that go on for a third? No, it's only, on? only once. Only works once, okay. And then there's the other one is when you kill an enemy, you just gain health. <laughs> Quite classic, that move again thing after you kill an enemy. I think that was in Massive Chalice at some point. Well, I mean, it's a logical... It's a logical strategy game, turn-based strategy game idea. Well, I think actually that one you could just keep chaining. <laughs> well, that's, that's the super hardcore. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, intelligent systems, they made advanced wars, that's basically e- Eagle's power. Okay. His, like, except in his case, you move every unit again, which was incredibly overpowered. Wow. Oh, yeah, no, it just gave you an extra turn. Yeah, yeah. you just yeah, got I another turn. That. I remember that. <laughs> it was the most ridiculously overpowered CO power you could possibly have. <laughs> I mean, there were penalties, like your units weren't as effective on the second turn, but it was still a whole fucking second turn. Yeah. If you needed to move somewhere real fast. <laughs> or cap something real quick. But still not as quick as Sammy's. The old Sammy trick. Oh, but just stop an infantry at the back. Yeah, well, yeah. where her infantry could cap in one turn with her CO power. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember that too. Just run directly into the, into the base and cap it. <laughs> So yeah, I didn't quite min-max. I gave two people the, the double move <laughs> ability. And then I was just like, oh, everyone else could have things that are cool. Just stuff that looks fun. And then I was like, what classes do they want? And then I, you know, ground up their levels. I like, <laughs> still love that ground up. Here we go for a ton of leveling. Get everyone up to approximately the same level so that then they're all equally theoretically powerful, except... The children are all inherently more powerful because they just have better base stats. Mm. So yeah, been doing that. So I've finished it. I forgot how... I got to the point where I was... I did all... Once I unlocked the... Once I grinded... Grinded? Once I ground everyone up to the same level... I still don't know how to say that. Yeah, we we don't know that. I'm going with ground. (laughs) I'm going with ground. Once I ground everyone up to the same level... And I'd been progressing through the story at a rate that I thought was appropriate to the level I was at. So I was like, I wasn't incredibly overpowered compared to the enemies. I was sufficiently overpowered, <laughs> as it were. But then once I made all the marriages happen, so all the missions that you can get the children from appeared, and I went and did all of them and got all the children, and then and then started grinding the children up to the appropriate level, so they all matched. And then I was like, wait, there's only two actual story missions left. <laughs> No, right, no. So when am I ever going to use these children? <laughs> it's kind of awkward. Never. There's a sale on for the DLC, so I can buy the DLC for cheap and do all those missions, I guess. I have no idea if that's any good or not. Well, I mean, the thing about the thing about it is, theoretically, it would at least be new maps, and that's the kind of the important thing, I guess, in uh, those kind yeah, of games. Is at a certain point you want a new because when you're just grinding in that game, you're just fighting randomly generated enemies on, on the maps of the main game. Mm. Which means you can abuse their tactics. So you, it's like maybe you spawn in a different place than you did in the, in the story mission version of this map, but it's still that map. Mm. And you still know where all the choke points are. And I had to game the AI. Yeah, how to, to make the AI do what you want, all that stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it's a bit of a weird balance of that, where it's like by the time you've got all the... Well, by the time you've got sufficiently powerful to get all the children, it's almost the end of the game anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right. I suppose it's one way of trying to gate it, I guess, but if you're not doing too much grinding. Yeah, but it's like you, you to want to use the children. You want yeah. to use these nice new units you've got. 
but you can't because the game's always there. <laughs> Disappointing. I need like a um, an advanced war style like challenge mode or whatever. Yeah, just like well, that's just like basically more maps, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's what the DLC is, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. But then you have to pay for it. Boo. Boo. I kept thinking about going back to one of the advanced wars. I'm still really, even now, I'm still really annoyed that I never managed to finish hard mode in Advance Wars 1 and 2. Oh, the old GBA ones? Yeah. In Advance Wars 1 and 2, I got to the last mission in hard mode on both of them, but the last mission is fucked in both of them. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really annoying. Although in 1, it's significantly more fucked because in Advance Wars 1, there's certain missions, and you don't know this, unless you look it up, but there's certain missions in the storyline of Advance Wars 1 where you have a choice of COs, mm. and which CO you choose in those missions determines which COs you get in the last mission. Oh, wow. Like, like positively or negatively, as in, like, well, the ones you pick are the ones you end up with? No, it's or... not direct. Oh, right, okay. It's like, which ones you chose to do those missions in determines which ones you get at the end, and that oh. can completely fuck you up. Yeah. It's like, because uh, in, in my eternal save file that is never going to be deleted on my actual GBA cart of Advanced Wars 1, it's like, in the last mission, I've got fucking Sammy, and that's completely useless, because her back. only good thing is infantry, and the enemy has a million billion tanks. <laughs> yeah, <all> right. <laughs> so that save is basically completely useless, but I don't want to delete it. Oh man, yeah, that sounds bad. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucked that I never did get to finish those. I mean, I guess I technically finished them. I saw the last mission. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> finished them in normal. You like that's that's finished. That's you know that you beat the game by that like terminology. And then you know you can extend that even out to the most recent one, Dark Conflict, where it's like I finished the game, mm. but and I S-ranked everything apart from the last mission because the last mission was a bastard. Yeah, I remember that one. I was <laughs> evil beyond words. Yeah, exactly. And it was and it was like that ridiculous difficulty spike where it's like S-rank every mission relatively easily, last mission get a C yeah. <laughs> because the difficulty spike is so severe. It's it's insane. I do wonder if Dark, Dark Conflict just had a little, uh, like maybe they cut it short, like in its development cycle, which is like you know something happened. Well, yeah, it, did, something it happened. did seem like it was didn't have enough content. Yeah, some, something happened to be all like, no, we just need to get this out, and that's why that end mission is so ridiculous. Because it's like maybe there was supposed to be more of a ramp to that point, but. They- I don't think a ramp, a ramp wouldn't help, really, would it? Because in Advance Wars, there's no you don't you don't have progress. You don't get better. No, you don't. No, well, I guess not. But you, unless you, you unless you get a new CEO, of course, that theoretically could mitigate. Maybe, something. but it wouldn't be so much. Yeah, it could mitigate a certain scenario, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, anything else? No, that's it. All right, I'm going to rattle through mine then because we've been going hella long. As always. Um, uh, I finished the new Super Mario Bros. 2. Thank God. You could actually play something else on the ring, yes. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, so I thought I'd finished it. Yeah. And then, then was there eight more levels? No, more there's, worlds, a, like... there's a single new world. Oh, okay. There's only one more it's world. It's not as ridiculous, up. is it? And it's basically just more levels. Like, there's nothing particularly... Like, right. they, they do some... They're kind of quirky levels. Sure. Like they probably they have some odd tricks, and in some respects, they feel a little bit more like Mario Maker levels. Some of them, mm. like you know, they're just messing around with some ideas. Yeah. Um. Uh. But I, I, 
something about that game doesn't quite gel as much as like again I, I said this before like new super mario brothers u is a better game <laughs> like something about it just there's something about the feel of the levels the design of the levels just it's just that little bit better all the way all around in that version and uh yeah the coin thing is silly yeah like what i'm at like thirty six thousand coins now or something out of a million <laughs> and it's like well i'm never gonna do that no there's like coin rush mode which i haven't tried yet which might like yeah apparently that is the way to get a lot of coins yeah, um, so maybe, maybe I'll give that a go. But I think, like, Nintendo keeps making the same mistakes, I think, with some of its games, especially its Mario games, because um, there are some levels which are really quite long and only have, like, one checkpoint in them. So, like, there'll be a hard section, like, right after a checkpoint quite often, and you'll get through that, and you'll be like, oh, great, right, let's get to the end of the level. And then there'll be another super hard section, and then you have to go all the way back to the checkpoint to do the whole that whole bit of level again and yes that's part of the challenge but then it's held back by the fact that it takes so long to come in and out of levels mm. like you know mario dies he gets it's loading no, well, it's not even loading i don't know it, like he gets kicked out to the map he'll sit there for a moment going oh and then it'll give you back control and then you go into the map and then it'll play the animation of him going into the like doing his little yeah i'm going into the level pose yeah and then you'll get the world introduction screen and then it goes into the level and it's like that's too much that's too much it's like that definitely shouldn't happen on a checkpoint no, that should only happen straight back the whole into the level. level. It should go straight back into the level immediately, um, and that gets way worse as the game goes on. Like the further through the game, like the longer the sections become, the harder the sections become, the more frustrating that becomes to wait. The worst example is the last level. Naturally, so the very very last level is effectively a boss level with some really irritating segments. Um, to be uh, to be fair, but there is one of the rare occasions where there are two checkpoints in the level. Right. And there's a checkpoint before the final boss. Obviously. Of which there are two. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? It's so, not final then, is it? Well, no. This, this is part of the problem. So, and when I say this, it's the final level, there's actually, there is like a, a slightly remixed version of this fight in the Star World, which unlocks after you do this one. Right. right yeah. And it's very subtly remixed. You've got to do this twice. And it sucks both times. Um, so it starts off this with a, like a classic sort of like the classic Bowser on a bridge style fight, which is a nice throwback to begin with. The fight is basically the yeah, sort of. You just have to time yeah. time your run, it's and not hit a button, and, you know, and there's some fireballs to dodge on the way there. Um, fine. Then you have to sit through, and I timed it a 50 second sequence while Princess Peach gets like dragged away. And platforms then appear, and then you go and give chase, and then all the Cooperlings cast a spell on the already defeated Bowser to make him supersized. Yeah. Yeah, spoiler alert, Naturally. I guess, for like a four-year-old game. <laughs> um, also quite similar to what they've done in other games. Yeah. But that takes 50 seconds, and is unskippable, <laughs> and, you, like, and the boss fight has insta-kill attacks. It is actually quite a crap and long boss fight. Um... You know, it has lava in it, and lava is always insta kill. Yep. And it's like, and then you have to go through it again and do the mini boss, and then sit through the fifty second sequence. It's awful. Like there is no other way to describe it. That is just bad all around. Modern games shouldn't put you through that. It's like I got to that point, failed it a couple of times, and had to put it down for like a week, <laughs> and then came back to it, and I was like, right, let's do this, because it just annoyed me so much. <laughs> to the point where I'm losing my voice over it. Apparently. Oh, man. 
but yeah, I finished it. It's fine. It's a Mario game. It's fine. It's still good. It's still Mario. Yeah. But man, you need to you need to change your structure, like how the little bits hang together like that. It needs to be quicker. Skippable. Just make it skippable, man. That's one of the advantages of Fire Emblem. So hit start. All that dialogue goes away. (laughs) Not that you have to read. Also, also, I guess the other important one for Fire Emblem is soft reset. Oh right, yeah, because it doesn't save. Well, it, you can't save mid-mission. Oh, okay. So if something goes wrong in the middle of the mission, just soft reset and later say, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and then press start to skip all the dialogue you just saw. <laughs> You're all good. Fair enough. <laughs> Surprisingly adequate. You know what? I wonder if in 9 mode, it like deletes your save before you start a mission. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's probably quite harsh. I don't think that's... I don't know if that's in Fire Emblem. Or at least not that one. It does have a proper permadeath mode. Yes, it? but that's still related to your save. Okay. Yeah, you know the thing that I didn't know on the 3DS for ages? What's that? Is that? You can hold down L to speed up the stuff in the Street Pass Plaza. Oh, uh, yeah, no, it says that. It says that, like, once. Yeah. And I must have not ever read that when it happened the first time, and then I never saw it again, so <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that forever. Fair enough. That's yeah. a weird... And it's doubly weird, because that is the speed-up button in, like, other games. Like yeah. non-Nintendo games, even. Yeah, I don't know why the L button is the speed-up button. But apparently it is. Is that like a Phoenix Wright thing as well? Or like, <laughs> that game needs that stuff. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. So I started playing Professor Layton okay. and the Miracle Mask yep. as my next DS game. Get some puzzles. Get some more puzzles, yeah. I, there's a lot of dialogue in that game. <laughs> I'm sure there there's is. There's a lot of dialogue in that game. It's slowing it right down. Um, well, that's because of the, like, that, that's how the story happens. Yeah, but the, there's a lot of... the puzzles are barely related to anything. No, that that there are uh, like I'm not very far into it, but there are quite a few puzzles I've hit so far. Where it's just like, well, that was a sidetrack and a half. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's what that entire game is going to be. You know, like just like there's no point in this puzzle being here, but whatever, let's carry on. Well, yeah, I'm here for the puzzles. And it's like it's, there's too much story, and. Uh, oddly, toying with the 3D, the 3D on that game is harsh. Like it's really strong. Like my eyes can't deal with it. I have to like turn it just, like just enough so you can see it. Like, and that's the that's the sweet spot. Um, not that you need 3D in a game like that, but no. it's there. And they've done all the actual anime cutscenes in 3D as well, which is quite cool. Um, sure. You know, anime happens. Um, <laughs> anime happens in Fire Emblem as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, not a great deal to report. It's, it's, you know, puzzles. Yeah, it seems good. Bit too much dialogue. Uh, what else have I been doing? Not a great deal, actually. You know, I've had a, quite a bitty week. Um, I played a bit of Perfect Dark HD. <laughs> Why? What? Why? <laughs> Just because I started it at some point. <laughs> Was it? I'm up to. I think I've just rescued Elvis. Yeah. Oh no, I'm in the middle of rescuing Elvis because that mission is split up. That's where it kind of gets... It gets poopy. Yep. Yeah, it gets, it gets real bad. The level design in that game is actually quite awful. <laughs> I guess it was before people were figuring it out for realsies, I guess. Still. I mean, it's... But it's like, it just doesn't signpost anything. It's like, like I spent ages trying to do the first bit of Area 51. Like, oh, no, sorry, the second mission of Area 51. Not realizing that where I had to go was actually a door. Like, it just looked like part of a wall. Right. And it's like, oh, that's a door. Jeez. 
Well, I guess that, yeah, it's there if you want secret. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd watch a video and figure out what am I doing wrong secret. here. I don't know where to go. It's like it's basically just like Goldeneye. Everyone loves the first few levels of Goldeneye, and it, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> the bloody was it the jungle in Goldeneye? Man, that was bad. Um, yeah, it's it's real confusing. And to some aspects, I'd like it's realism, right? You know, you're never told where to go, but you know, you'd signpost some things. But you have like a Google Glass, just get a overlay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you do, you do, yeah. You even actually do in that game, and it's never used. Uh, yeah, so I, I played a little bit of that. Um, it's quite, in some respects, other than not knowing what the fuck to do, it is somewhat relaxing just to stick it in like agent mode and just run around shooting stuff yeah you know that mm. it, it does that uh and the one other thing i guess that's worth talking about i'm not talking about bridge constructor no. before you look at me like that um is i i tried the nostromo dlc, DLC for oh, yeah. alien and then immediately realized i don't want to play any more alien <laughs> right Sorry, it only, it only managed to hook you in while you were hooked. While I was doing the campaign, yeah. As soon as the campaign is over, it, apparently I'm out. Because I tried doing... The, you got like, 50% of the achievements. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know if I did. I haven't looked. Um, but, um, yeah, I tried it, and it's it's quite hard, and the alien seems smarter than it did during the campaign. Like, it's way more eager to get in the vents with you. Than it was during the campaign. I don't think that, that ever happened to me during the campaign. Mm. Um, but this time I'm getting caught out by it all the time. It will just like, it will, you think it's walked past and then it'll suddenly come back, poke its head through the vent and then it sees you and then you're screwed. Like, unless you flamethrower it and get lucky that way. But, you know, the flamethrower is not the 100% reliable solution. Um, yeah, that seems hard. And it's, there's no save points. I think, I think you've got to do it in yeah. one run. And it was taking quite a while for me to get to the point where I screwed up each time. And I tried it like three or four times and then thought, nope, I'm done. Mm. I've had enough of this. It seems, it's, I mean, it's fine. It's more alien content, right? It's like, it's, but it's just mm. hard. Mm. Too hard for me. And I, you know, I, without the hook of the story, I fell off like completely. Yeah. Enough. There's basically no story to this either. It's just like, the alien's on board. We've got a plan. Let's do this plan. There you go. <laughs> that was the story of the Nostromo DLC. Well, like what, that, that was the story of the film. I guess, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, again, it's not a slight against its quality. It's just, I've fallen off. I fought, fell off hard. <laughs> Fortunately, after beating the main game. Yep. Helpful. Uh, I think I'm done to me. I think I'm, I think I'm out. And Still that may be... Pit crossing. Yeah, still doing the daily challenges for yep. pit cross. Get some pit rights so I can unlock the next area. Yeah. Which I'll probably be doing for months. Yep. It's quite addictive. Even if you could only do this two minute challenge every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, that's me. Don't know that's... what I'm gonna play next in terms of a big game. I've not latched onto anything recently, <laughs> but maybe I should latch back into Rocket League. You need to latch depressing... onto something. Yeah. You do. I remember that. Um, Finish some fast racing. I know you're maybe. probably waiting for a a PC stuff, I guess. But you know, you do need to play Grand Theft Auto at some point. I think you would like. I that. do. I do. I need to play the like Witness. Five. Actually, no, oh, that's do. true. Yeah. 
That is very much top of my PC list. It's ten percent off at the moment. Yeah, it is. Oh, shit, I <laughs> but I, I have quite a lot on my backlog, as always. But you always have. Oh, and also, and also, I just had a parking ticket to pay for. That's true. And also, which actually wasn't that unreasonable. Not <laughs> the Ipswich parking ticket prices are pretty good um, <laughs> well, compared to the actual cost of actually legitimately parking. getting a parking. Oh, it used to cost me way more when I got called out in Southampton a few times. It was way more expensive there. Mm. Um, Dan died. <laughs> <laughs> falls over at that. Damn it. Uh, and I've totally forgot what I was going to say. You're now, saying why like, you haven't played a game. Yeah, well, and also it's. Like two weeks to Star Fox. Oh, okay. And I'm getting that for sure. <sighs> got to play something. I know. I've got two weeks, right? Yeah. I finished Alien in like two weeks. And you like, need, I can do something. Else. You need something big as well. And also, you know, I think you could still manage two games at once. <laughs> oh, I sort of do, don't I? I like, yeah. Oh no, that's something else I did. What? Sorry. I'm, I, again, I won't touch <laughs> on this very much, but I played a bit of Killer Instinct to see what the PC version's like. Oh, okay. That game looks good. Yeah, apparently, it's apparently it's fine, fine within the Windows 10 Storm Doom yeah, test. Yeah. No, it's it's absolutely fine. Like this seems to be the one. Unlike game that, Quantum Break. Oh yeah, Quantum. Yeah, that, I suppose that's news. Quantum Break's PC version is another bad game Windows for Windows thing. Universal yeah. Windows platform game. It doesn't sound like that game's that good anyway. So, which oh, is... I don't know. I don't know. The opinions are way, very, very mixed. Like some people really, really love it. And others are quite down on it. It's like depends how much you appreciate the narrative and all the shooting. <laughs> it's like well, like yeah, two major, it would. I yeah. guess, but like, <laughs> but you know, it's a it, technically it's very good. The graphical set pieces are very nice. You know, the style it runs great when it when it's not on Windows. But it's I guess because it's so narratively focused in some ways, it's like that has to gel with you. And for those where that hasn't gelled, it's reviewed badly. For those that have got into it, it's reviewed well. And it seems to hang on that completely. Right, yep. Which kind of makes sense, given the type of game it is, maybe. But yeah, Killer Instinct Season 3, it's absolutely fine. Uh, the Arbiter sounds weird. Yeah, naturally. He's weird. Um, but I haven't played as him because I don't have the Season 3 characters, but sure, he looks really interesting to play as. Like with his with his plasma rifle. Well, like, I think the, the trouble is they didn't go far enough. Was it cut to carbine? Sorry. Yeah, I think they. I I think, and you know, I don't know shit about killing three or fighting games really, but <laughs> but I don't think they went far enough with making him like more like a Halo character. He still basically he blends in, jumps around like ridiculous, teleports and yeah. all those ridic- all that stuff that the killer and his characters do. It's just that he has a gun, which is a slight. I mean, it's basically a fireball, technically, sort of. Except you just pull right trigger. They, yeah, like they've made they've they've done that. That's cool. And he has the grenade, which basically like, recharges button. over time. And... It's like doing a throw, but you use the heavy buttons, yeah. basically, it's, which is what is mapped to the right trigger. I don't know, or is it? Oh, I can't remember. No, right trigger is just heavy. It's like it's heavy kick. But it's like he he seems too fast. They should have made him slower. I guess somehow a bit more. A bit I don't more know how that would have worked in the Killer Instinct way. No, well, I don't know. I'd probably need to show you Agaroth. That's a ridiculously slow, beefy character. Yeah, I mean he's slower. Yeah, but you know that game is still cool, man. I got back into it, and it's just like this is fun. This game is fun. I suck balls at it now, but <laughs> it's 
it's fun. I, try, I messed around with the Shadow Lab a bit, trying to train up an Orchid, because Orchid used to be my character Yeah, when I was playing it uh, for realsies. And uh, and then I tried playing, was what they have Shadow Survival mode, where it's basically you go up against an endless stream of uh, you know other players' shadows. Yeah. That's really, really hard. I'm surprised there, really. <laughs> really hard. Even at the lowest level that I am, like, you know, bog-standard, untested shadows... It's really hard, but quite good fun because they play very differently to the AI. Mm. Um, that game's great. The Windows 10 version is good. I can delete it from my Xbox, maybe. <laughs> you know, save some space. <laughs> yeah, like not very much. It's like 21 gigs. Okay, so it's reasonably sized. Um, and was it the game didn't patch when season three came out? It basically said. Oh, there's an update for Killer Instinct. Yeah, get rid of all that other shit. Well, yeah, I, I basically just in, yeah installed it on the PC and it did a 21 gig download. And then it's like, oh, it, you need to quickly fire up. If you've got the Xbox version, you need to sync your save. Yeah. Um, you know, so the Xbox version will download your save and then convert it into the format that's Windows 10 happy. Um, or whatever. Whatever it needs to do. It needs to do something to it. Yeah. Um, so I fired that up and it said, oh, you need an update. Oh, how big's the patch? 21 gigs. Oh, well, that's not a patch then, is it? <laughs> Damn it. So I downloaded 42 gigs that night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, still good. Still good. Worth playing. It's worth playing if you're not much of a fighting game person, is what yeah, I would argue. That's what it seems like. It's really accessible. And the tutorials are pretty good. They're pretty good. I still think there's room for improvement, but they're pretty good. Mm. Uh, yeah, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm out. It's really late. I'm only Pete. Yep. Yeah, Seriously. I think we are out. Uh, thanks for joining us, listeners. Uh, catch us next time for more Saladcast. And uh, always check out the YouTube channel for crazy videos. I- What's the latest? Pimple thing? Illusions went up last That's week. That's the one. Pimple yeah. Illusions. So, and uh, yeah, what's coming up next? I'll oh, probably capsized coming up next if I can think of a way of editing it. Yep. Oh, yeah. Problems. That needs so, to work. Stay tuned for that, and uh, we'll catch you next time on the Soundcast. Okay. Bye. Bye.